When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey everybody, tonight we're debating whether or not veganism is biblically required and we are starting right now with the yes side and in particular Nathan Thompson. Thanks so much for being with us. The floor is all yours. Thanks for having me, James. Congratulations on almost 100,000 subscribers. I want to say to uh, the two people that I'm debating against, uh, Jim, Bob and Posh, I really respect you guys, which isn't normal for me on modern day debate. Normally the other side is harassing me stalking me, doxing me. It's ridiculous. So I'm, I think we're going to have a really cordial debate. I think both of you guys are legends. You're, you're, you're truthers. You're woke on a ton of topics. This one we just happen to disagree on. Um, but the Bible, um, it, I think my argument, ladies and gentlemen, is that the body is a temple, not a cemetery. The creator put us in a garden, not a slaughterhouse. And if you look at the Bible and how it starts, when the creator had it all to himself, there was no sin and no death and no violence. There's no cruelty against humans, no pain. It, it was paradise. That's how he designed it. So if we could emulate that environment to the best of our ability, I think we should. Also, let's take a look at how the Bible ends. It ends in a place called heaven. And heaven will also have no death and no pain. So if you look at the grand scheme of things, it's very obvious that our we're not required. It is not the creator's will to be violent or cruel or brutal towards animals. So I think where a lot of people get mixed up is there are things in the Bible that the creator allows, but that's not necessarily his will. And I'm sure Andy's going to speak on this more. For example, divorce and slavery. I don't think those are necessarily his will for you to divorce your wife or own slaves. But if you're going to do it, if it's already taking place, this is how it should be done. Israel begged for a king. And the creator's like, look, you, you really don't want a king. I'm telling you, here's what's going to happen. D -d -d -d. And they said, no, 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 we really want a king. And he allowed it. So meat eating is allowed. Yes, but I think morally it should be required from each of us because we are told to be good stewards of the animals. When the creator said, be fruitful and multiply, that wasn't just towards the people, that was towards all the animals too. And if you look into the Bible, the, the word meat doesn't always mean dead animals. A lot of times it just means food, but they changed it to, to meat because they wanted to have this people this have this concept of eating dead animals all the time. Oh, it's, it's in scripture, so it must be good. But if you look at the words, they've actually changed it similar to how they did with the word church. The word church means the outcalled ones or the ecclesia. 
They've changed that to mean a building. So people think that you go to church. No, wherever the Bible believers are, that is where the church is. So uh, Andy's an author on this. I really respect my partner today. So I'm going to pass it over to him. I know he's got a lot of info to cover. Thank you for my time. All right. Okay. So to begin, I just want to say that I'm not here to send anybody to hell for eating animals. And I'm not saying that I'm better than you, but I do believe that abstaining from animal flesh is a higher moral standard of living. It's how we were created. And it's what the Messiah taught during his ministry, according to multiple texts. And for all the readers out there, yes, I've already resolved most of the disputes in my book, Shifting the Torah Paradigm. Uh, things like eating eating fish, Jesus eating fish. I saw someone in the comments earlier who tried to use that verse to checkmate us already. So, um, but it's just a common dispute that people who have never researched always use. They don't know that there are other gospel accounts that have been preserved that depict him eating honeycomb in that scenario. So anyway, for all the non-readers out there, I've made it even easier for you because I discuss each topic from my book in greater detail on my channel, Ark Builders Paradigm. So please check that out because uh, I do talk about the fish, the Passover lamb, and things like that. Okay, um, from the outset, I just want to say I want to highlight a few key points uh, on, on context that I try to emphasize anytime I discuss this topic with anyone who has somewhat of a biblical background. And I'll first, I'll list each point and then I'll try to elaborate later. Uh, number one, uh, context starts at the beginning. It doesn't start with later parts of the Bible like Noah getting off the ark or the Levitical food laws. The, the Bible begins with the creation account and establishes the context for the rest of the story. Uh, number two, the Israelites were pagans, not just coming out of Egypt, but in multiple occasions throughout the Old Testament history. Number three, the sacrificial system. The system in the law of Moses, it revolved around food consumption. A lot of people think it, it revolved around worship to God or that it was a, a religious ceremony for sin atonement. Those concepts, they're, they're nothing more than pagan adaptations to their religion, much like modern churches in the commercial setting today who incorporate as many worldly practices to en enhance our worship experience today. So we can't really separate the concept of eating animals from the sacrificial system because it was established for that purpose. And contrary to popular belief, the sacrificial laws were not mandatory. They were voluntary according to Leviticus chapter 1, okay? Um, number four, eating flesh. It's biblically defined as lust, according to Numbers 11, Deuteronomy 12, 1 Corinthians 10, and even extra-biblical texts like homilies 3.45. Number five, the Levites, who were the priests and the scribes, they were wicked, not righteous. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 31. Moses exposed them. Jeremiah the prophet, he also exposed them in chapter 8 for making the law of Yahweh into a lie. Uh, number six, Jesus was anti-sacrifice. His teachings on repentance and baptism destroyed the man-made institution of animal sacrifice for sin atonement. And I believe this is something we can all agree on, that Jesus did away with the sacrificial system, right? Or maybe you can correct me later. Okay, another thing I wanted to establish is whether we can all agree that Genesis 1, verse 29 and 30 is an instruction for humans and animals to eat plants. 
And for people who don't know, that's what the text says, that God gave humans the fruit trees for food, and he gave the green herbs to all the animals for food. And most of the time, Christians are at least willing to admit that Genesis chapter 1 does describe this civil environment in the garden where nothing had to die in order to eat. Okay, so if we can all agree that Genesis 1 does teach that our Creator instructed humans and animals both to eat plants— then we can also agree that it was his original intention and purpose for the design. It was the natural order in its perfection prior to the fall of humanity. So this means that it was the father's highest expectation or moral standard for humans and animals. It's the picture of perfection that he had in mind when he created the world. So no matter what happened going forward on the timeline, Nothing changes the fact that a plant-based diet is an absolute irrevocable picture of the creator's perfect will from the beginning. It's a law of creation. It's one that will be restored in the end, like my friend said. Okay, now where people today usually get tripped up is when it comes to Genesis 9, verse 3, eight chapters later, many generations after the fall of, human of humanity, the fall of man, humans had already been sinning for well over 1,500, 1,600 years. Anyway, Noah gets off the ark, and God says, every moving thing that lives shall be food for you, even as I give you the green plants, I give you everything. So naturally, most people just assume that after the flood, God suddenly changes his mind about killing and eating animals. And most Christians today embrace this view of God that in the beginning, he imagined it one way, but then he amended his moral standards for killing and eating these creatures. So Consequently, people who subscribe to this view, they call it permissive will because it, it sounds a lot better than saying God changed his mind, right? Um, now, aside from the fact that I do not believe Genesis 9-3 is an allowance or a permission to eat the animals after the flood, I actually interpret this story completely different. I believe it does offer the same instructions that were given in the creation account, but for the sake of the debate, let's just say it is. For this discussion, I'm I'm willing to just assume that in this event, God permitted humans to begin eating animals, because I can go either way in the debate if you want. We can discuss our interpretations of it, or we can just go with the notion that it was an allowance uh, for humans to eat animals. Because here's the thing, there are possible explanations either way. It doesn't always have to be a matter of God telling humans to kill and eat animals. Humans just prefer to interpret the Bible this way. Now, if the chapter Genesis 9, if it does teach that God allowed humans to begin eating animals, then we have to understand that it's not a matter of God changing his mind about his will or his moral standards or how he wants humans to behave. He still wants us to submit to what he initially intended for humanity when he created us. And when it comes to killing animals and eating flesh, it only proves that mankind is more inclined to behave the way we want, and God ends up conceding to our weaknesses and desires. So what changes is the way he deals with humanity as we degenerate over the course of time. So again, God doesn't change his mind about his original plan. Humans do. God just changes the way he responds to our rebellion. The problem is that people today believe that our rebellion to that design is normal behavior when it's actually a violation, right? And when it comes to the children of Israel coming out of Egypt, we're dealing with a people whose reality was so far removed from the garden, they didn't even know the creator's Torah commands. Just like today, 
these people didn't, they didn't realize the creator intended for us to eat plants only. And today it's even worse because we have the television commercials telling us what we're supposed to eat. And we just accept it as the norm. It's indoctrination. And it was the same with the Israelites in Egypt. For a few hundred years, they were conditioned by Egyptian society and culture to the point they just assumed that eating animals was natural behavior. So again, we see how God responded to these people. And it's really important to understand that the Israelites had retained hundreds of years of pagan culture in Egypt where it was common to sacrifice animals and eat their flesh without any limitation. So looking forward, when the Israelites were delivered, they retained the culture and lifestyle of the Egyptians. So forget about what you learned in Sunday school as a child. The Israelites were not a righteous people, okay? They were just as pagan as the Egyptians. And this is the entire theme of the prophets. They called them out for their evil intentions constantly. And this is one thing that modern churches need to understand. The Israelites were lustful. They were sinful. They were wicked. They were not a righteous, set-apart people. God was trying to set them apart through the laws. And that's why he established all the restrictions for killing animals when he gave the laws to Moses. He was just trying to govern their wicked behavior. He wanted to reveal himself to them because he was the true God. But they were more invested in worshiping the gods of Egypt. And that's one of the first things they did after they were delivered, they worshiped the golden calf in honor of the pagan gods, right? Anyway, God attempted to pull them out of their wicked lifestyle and redirect them back to the higher moral standard of the garden, the original Torah, the law of creation. And he used the sacrificial system to do so. Hence the Levitical laws where, yes, flesh eating was allowed, but it was heavily governed. Killing animals could only be done in a certain place by a certain party, only at certain times under the proper supervision, and only certain kinds of animals in certain physical conditions were allowed to be killed. You're at 11 so minutes. God, okay, how many do I got? 13. If you need 14, we can go there, but hopefully if you're able to do it in 13. Okay, so God, he took a nation who was killing recklessly at their own discretion, and he eliminated the majority of killing through the sacrificial system. The purpose was to eliminate it altogether, okay? So despite popular belief, again, animal sacrifice was not established because it's a form of worship that God desires or because it atones for sin. That's just something they incorporated into their religious sacraments their their motive was to it was centered around their bellies the whole purpose of animal sacrifice was to grill animals for food but in this scenario god placed heavy restrictions over it okay he couldn't convince them to stop eating animals so he established sacrificial law to eliminate it okay and back to the levites who were the most wicked they eventually invented that blood atonement concept or they at least borrowed it from the pagans and they incorporated it into Judaic law. And so by the time the uh, by the time the Messiah enters the scene, all right, he comes in and uh, he's speaking against uh, all of these uh, sacrificial laws. He's ending animal sacrifice, and that was the purpose of his ministry. And that's why he drove out. That's why he challenged the business of uh, the temple administration. Uh, they invented their own laws to replace the Father's law, and they accused him of blasphemy. Instead, he preached repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And this is why 
His ministry was so significant. It exposed the man-made religion of animal sacrifice, and it revealed the higher moral standard of the creator. So it showed the people what we were meant to, how we were meant to live according to the original design, which includes a plant-based diet. You got it. Thank you very much for that opening statement. And want to let you know, folks, if it's your first time here at Modern Day Debate, we are a neutral debate platform hosting debates on science, religion, and politics. My name is James. I'm your host. And want to say we hope you feel welcome no matter what walk of life you are from, as well as... Just in case, folks, if you haven't seen it already, we're absolutely thrilled for a lot of upcoming juicy debates on Modern Day Debate. So don't forget to hit that subscribe button. As an example, at the bottom right of your screen, you can see Daniel Hakikachu, Muslim, and Inspiring Philosophy, Mike Jones, will be debating child marriage. It's going to be a juicy one. You don't want to miss it. Hit that subscribe button so you don't miss it. And with that, thank you very much. Made by Jim Bob and Posh are going to go next. Posh, the floor is all yours, and thanks for being with us. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for hosting this and organizing this. Um, it is a very pertinent topic nowadays, but like many other topics that arise on this issue, it is this um, idea of moral philosophy completely devoid of any theology, any biblical input, and then re-reading that through eisegetical uh, methods back into the Bible. Um, the topic of this debate, is it a moral duty? And I, I, I'm afraid both uh, of my opponents, of our opponents, uh, have already conceded that it's not a duty. It is a, pref a pref preferred moral behavior to uh, consume plants as opposed to uh, consuming the flesh of animals. But uh, as Genesis 9.3, if we do interpret it as being allowed, it literally says, as I gave you the green herbs, so I give you all the animals. It literally says they are equated, and they are equated indeed. Um, but that already means it is permitted, therefore it is not a duty. So this is not the topic uh, of the debate. The debate isn't, is it morally superior to eat an all-plant diet? But also I've been a bit struck by the idea that the sacrificial system was somehow established by wicked Levites, or where, because the Bible is very clear that God instructs uh, all of this, how are we to, uh, or at least how they were supposed to uh, sacrifice animals. So I will give you a short read to you, a short excerpt from Exodus 29, uh, from verse 10 to verse 14. It says, and thou shalt cause a bullock to be brought before the tabernacle of the congregation, and Aaron and his sons shall put their hands upon the head of the bullock. And thou shalt kill the bullock before the Lord by the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And thou shalt take the blood of the bullock and pour it and put it upon the horns of the altar with thy finger, and pour all the blood beside the bottom of the altar. And thou shalt take all the fat that covereth the inward the inwards and the call that is above the liver and the two kidneys and the fat that is upon them and burn them upon the altar but the flesh of the bullock and his skin and his dung shall thou burn with fire without the camp it is a sin offering we can continue reading then it goes to the the um, killing of the rams and then how with certain different offerings you also eat 
Um, so I don't know how we are supposed to interpret this with this postmodern lens of, well, there were Levites and they were wicked, so they really wanted a juicy steak or something. Therefore, God doesn't really, really like it, even though he apparently commands it and gives very detailed instructions. And indeed, he does. With all types of animals, how are they to be sacrificed? And with uh, dietary restrictions, which types of animals you're allowed to eat. I think it is incredibly postmodern and innovationist to consider this a type of compromise. Worship itself uh, includes eating. Indeed, this exists in the pagan world because the pagan world being uh, governed by demonic entities and uh, that is to say fallen angels are aping and creating false uh, religions by accepting sacrifice to themselves and uh, trying to cause more uh, uh, men to fall as much as they can. That is the rebellion of the angels. But if God commands this and he concentrates it in one place and a certain group of people, this is to avoid not eating of animals, but to avoid idolatry. It is, Im it is imperative for their entire sacrificial system to keep it centralized so people can't do what they want. And indeed, with the Northern Kingdom of Israel, they established golden calves in Bethel and Dan, they sacrifice there, which is not allowed, etc., uh, etc., et which is why they get uh, gi given over to the Assyrians. So all of this seems, again, I can't find a better word than postmodern, but, uh, even if we come to the New Testament, oh, oh sorry, I, I should mention this. God in many places says he refuses sacrifices and they are an abomination unto him. If we should get to it in Malachi 1, we have an explanation that it is because uh, they are giving lame animals, blind animals, the, the worst ones, the ones they don't need, which is something the pagans were very want of doing. You know, they would just burn the bones and then keep all the meat for themselves, etc., uh, etc. Et and God is not too pleased with that. In Psalm 50 or 51, depending on uh, how you, which enumeration you're using in the KJV, it's 51. We talk about how God doesn't care for burnt offerings. He cares for a, a humble and contrite heart. However, that is not how it ends. It ends when, with when you have that humble and contrite heart, then will the uh, burnt offerings be pleasing to God. This is a complete uh, uh, innovationist approach to, to uh, the sacrificial system. And I'm sure we will get to it, as some people did in the chat, that Christ uh, multiplied fish, which were fish, not some type of first century Judean teriyaki uh, or whatever that type of fish with bean paste is called. Um, they were actual fish. They were fished out in the net. The Greek is clear. It uses the word ethis, uh, etc., etc. He also eats fish, as again someone pointed out in Luke when in his glorified resurrected form, and it also uses the word ethis, Ichthyos, actually, uh, in the grammatical case. So uh, we don't have anything other than conjecture, 
anything other than the same type of argumentation that is nowadays used. Oh, we can have women priests because back then people were pagans, so they were patriarchal, but now we're not. We're all nice people. We actually love women nowadays, so now we can have women priests. Um, and interpreting uh, verses such as Galatians 3, 28, uh, there is neither Jew nor Greek, free nor slave, man or woman, all are one in Christ Jesus, as a, some type of endorsement of a globalist, transgender, uh, communist system. Because, oh, you see, people back then, they were still pagan, so they were divided into nations, uh, and God uh, created this nation, but it was not really a nation. It was a big nation supposed to grow all throughout the world, which is kind of true, actually. But is this globalist system is the only way to remove all of this nationalism and ethnophilitism and all of these nasty things. There is man or woman. You know, you can identify as anything you'd like. That's why we should embrace that type of ideology. And free nor slave. Aren't you really a slave if you have to work in a cubicle for, for, for eight or ten or how many ever hours a day to get paid some measly wage? So we should all have this democratic... Uh, system where all the people vote how much they should work and how much they should be paid. It is just postmodernism. It is completely devoid of any history. Uh, it, it is just supplanting the, the, the intent of the authors uh, with modern perspectives. And uh, I, I think it is perverting the Bible. And that's it from me for now. Do I go right into it, James? Oh, thanks. Okay, thanks. Uh, thanks, Bosh. Um, yeah, so when I'm listening to the openers uh, of our opponents, I'm listening from the lens of the title, which is, Is Veganism a Moral Duty? Um, I heard the same thing Posh heard um, in the opener, that uh, at best, to be fully charitable, uh, the best I heard him get to is, uh, it's a neat suggestion. Um, and then maybe some liberal interpretation uh, biblically of where it might be less permissible or they didn't mean it that way, this still doesn't get to uh, to the moral duty, which is to say that uh, it's a moral obli obligation, that there is a, uh, a moral foundation to argue you ought not eat meat, right? So what I didn't hear much from Andy in that regard. I did hear some you know, uh, no offense, but like a modern, the modern dance uh, version of interpreting the Bible uh, to suit a vegan presupposition. Um, as far as Nathan, uh, Nathan, uh, I heard uh, slogans. I heard things like the temple, you know, the body's a temple, not a cemetery. Now that would make a decent bumper sticker in Portland, but it doesn't actually stand up against uh, biblical interpretation. It doesn't actually affirm your position biblically, which is the question of tonight is, is veganism a moral duty, not just a moral uh, seemingly morally good idea. Now, he also said that, uh, you know, be fruitful and multiply, right? Well, he certainly didn't uh, sit down a dog and tell the dog such that the dog could understand the metaphysical foundations of such a principle. Um, uh, even that, right, even if it was granted some level of personhood to animals, which we reject in Christianity altogether, um, to say they ought to multiply would be to say we ought to consume them because the multiplication without consumption would would cause havoc. Right. Uh, so there's a logistical problem there. There is also the problem uh, back to the, the personhood. So if we're going to say the fall happened, if there's four uh, claimed Christians who who accept 
the fall and uh, that there's this duty to seek pre-fall, seek Eden, right? And that's our duty here. Well, I would disagree with that. Our duty is not an outcome-based uh, paradigm where we're chasing the beginning of creation, right? We're actually, uh, our, our te- so they smuggled in a, a teleological priority that we don't agree with, which is um, seek Eden, right? We can create Eden. We can get close, right? We can go there. Well, if you follow that as your priority, you have to actually accept the intervention of animals eating animals because uh, they are also uh, the symptom of the fall. Their their, uh, consumption of other animals is the same. And so uh, the argument seems to be intervention, right? And so how would you practice this form of Christianity is something that's interesting to me and whether that's consistent, doable, uh, is it something you can ground in in, uh, the scripture? Um, I think the answer is no, no, and no. Thank you very much for that opening as well. And we're going to jump into the open conversation, folks. But before we do, want to mention, if you haven't yet, consider sharing this debate as we are trying to grow this neutral platform as large as we can so that everybody has their fair shot to make their case on a level playing field. So appreciate those of you who have shared as we've seen a lot in the stats. Thank you guys so much for doing that. Seriously, it means more than you know. And with that, we're going to jump right into the open conversation. Gentlemen, the floor is all yours. Um, I would start with just asking them, could you finish the statement, it's morally wrong to eat meat or it's it's eating meat is immoral because um, because that would to me, I, w- I would skip to that. I mean, anything else would be going back into some, like Posh said, in our view of perverted uh, freeform hermeneutics, you know, interpretation of scripture and such. So uh, I would like any any position, an affirmative position on why it's immoral biblically immoral not just like uh preference or anything why is it immoral to eat meat it's immoral because the animals want to live so the same the same way that it's immoral to rape a woman or to kill somebody is forcing your will upon something else okay so how did you determine what an animal wants versus what an animal reacts to as far as external stimuli well are you going to say that animals want to die No, I'm asking you a question. Okay, so would we agree that the animals want to live? No, that's begging the question. I asked you if we agree. So do you disagree that the animals want to die? No, I don't grant animals the term want. So I want to know if you can justify an animal's want versus their reactivity to external stimuli. So animals aren't allowed to want water when they're thirsty or want food when they're hungry because you don't allow it? Is that what uh, you're saying? So you're not going to answer that question. All right. Maybe Andy can answer it better than me. Go ahead. No, I'll answer it. Uh, yeah, they were given the will to live. Animals do not want to die when they have something that plants don't have. And that is a fear based instinct. If you go after an animal, it is going to flinch. They do want to live. It's not just a matter of uh, I, I prefer this or what it's, okay. it's a matter of usurping the free will of an animal. Now, here's the here's the part that, that, that didn't gets, answer the question, though. You just affirmed the position again. I'm asking you, how do you determine a want or a desire from an what you just called an impulse or an instinct? According to their reaction. How do you determine? But you do have difference? plants that react to external stimuli, not just fear based 
such as you have uh, what is it called uh, the shy whatever it is when you touch it it will uh, contract immediately the, the venus uh, flytrap no no no, no that, that is that is different i'm talking about it starts with an a but i can't remember it but it is a type of, of plant when you touch it it will immediately close up um not the venus flytrap which basically traps flies um but you also have the distress signals which are chemically given off by uh, lots of plants when you start eating them when um an animal would eat let's say tea uh when you pick leaves of the uh, for the tea you pick just a few of them from the top and then you switch over to the next plant because it will start releasing a chemical uh, to make it bitter, which is a defense mechanism. So it wants to live. Here's the difference, though. There is n- It's not connected to a central nervous system where there's a brain and blood flowing through its brain or flowing through his body. God did not breathe his life into plants like he did animals. They were given the breath of life, and they became living souls. And yes, the Bible does call animals souls and uses that same word as humans. And it's the same way. When you put so, an anatomy chart up together, we were all built the same. Brains, blood, the blood life, and the breath of life. You can't get around it. But still, that doesn't answer the question, how would you determine the difference between a strict reaction and a want, like a desire? Because you would also have to then treat the carnivorous animals as sinful murderers. Well, let me, and and I don't know if you guys' texts are limited to canon only, but I mean, Jubilees does tell us it's the lesser genesis is what it's called. And it does say that lawless increased on the earth and all flesh corrupted its way, alike men, cattle, beasts, everything that walks on the earth, all of them corrupted their ways and their orders they began to devour each other and all flesh had corrupted its orders. So they made the conscious decision to defy their natural instinct, their, their natural order, and to do what they wanted to. So, so they are sinners so, and will go to hell, right? Well, I don't believe in hell. I don't believe in the well, modern concept of hell, but... Andy, um, Andy, the other... The, they got two problems. One, distinguishing reactivity from want, like a conscious, thoughtful desire for something, a concept of the past, present, and future, et cetera. But the other problem is if you appeal to wants, right? So let's say let's say I want to eat a steak. Suddenly, want isn't the, the, uh, the variable here because a bear wants to eat a deer. It's going to kill the deer. The deer wants to live according to your standard. Um, so even if you granted wants, which, which we're not going to grant animals wants because you didn't justify it, but if you did, you still have another problem. The bear wants to eat the deer. Uh, the uh, the human wants to seek his desires. So your your standard for morality is grounded in a term want, which biblically, right? It not only is it not uh, it doesn't logically follow, but even biblically, it's inconsistent. We don't follow our wants for what is good. I feel like you're creating problems that don't even exist. They were given the will to live. Let's not use the word want. Animals have the will to live. That's why if you try to attack them, they are going to resist. And it's not like it with plants. It's not the animals same have the animals have the will to kill too. No, now that's that's a want. According to Jubilees, that is more of a want because they defied their orders and chose to do that. Now, as time went by, it was their natural instinct because they're, you know, the parents of these animals over time, they just learn it that way, just okay. like us. Okay, also, if you good news, Jim Bob, you're not an animal, so you can stop worrying about what animals do. 
and animals are not human. So how why would you grant them human-like properties? Uh, same well, mark, God same has granted them the breath of life. I didn't did they, give them the breath did, of life. Did God, are, are animals uh, image bearers? No, they're not made in the image of God like okay. we are. Okay. But but this argument that, oh, plants are also living. So let me, let me like tea leaves are stressed out when you pick them. Okay, mm-hmm. let's say you're driving down the road and there's a field of tea leaves and you see someone's dog in the middle of the road. Are you going to try and hit the dog because all the tea leaves have feelings too? No. If you say yes, you're a psychopath. That's because animals are intrinsically more valuable than plants. That's why God gave us plants to eat and not animals. And the, so, and this, and the scripture so, says be perfect just like your father in heaven is perfect. So how so do you determine? You both agreed in your opening that, yeah, these guys are arguing it's, it's, it's morally superior to not kill animals. So, so, so you should a, be perfect, like your father in heaven, and not kill animals. Okay. We did not argue that it is better to not eat animals. We said it's not even the framing of the debate. Yeah, so we didn't agree. If you to want that. to debate that, that again, uh, we would disagree, and that's why I read parts of, of Exodus twenty-nine because God commands literally killing of a bull and and the ways you use uh, their blood and after that it goes on for rams and and, and all such things well will so, you guys agree that jesus was the final sacrifice so you can stop using all that as an excuse to go through the drive through at mcdonald's well that's not the, that's not the it's not an excuse because you don't need an excuse that's that assumes right. your position is correct where, so where does jesus forbid eating flesh and violence upon animals you can just do it that's Saint we can't. Peter is literally revealed that he can eat all the things that the Gentiles eat if because they were made clean by God. No, it, you talked about Genesis nine where he says, uh, "Eat everything; it's the same as fruit." Now there, there was no. But you mentioned Jesus. That's why I'm mentioning the Book of Acts because it comes after that. Okay, so so the Bible contradicts itself. Now it says no. clean and unclean animals in the Old Testament. But then later on, it says everything's clean. Go ahead, eat everything. Ceremonially clean and unclean. And indeed, the what is the Council of Jerusalem in Acts 15? What do they decide is the, the, the necessary uh, minimum for the Gentiles to come in? It is not the dietary restrictions, except for not eating the uh, flesh of strangled animals, uh, but also sexual immorality and idol worship. So none of this you don't eat meat at all that's you what happens no when basis. you stab a cow in the neck you strangle it so that's like one of the main ways that they're killing the animals most of the people most so, of your friends eat. so so wait you don't you have a problem with how it's killed killing it period is inhumane it's violent it's barbaric and it's cruel okay so from the biblical perspective or your perspective right sounds from like a remote. natural perspective the animals want to <laughs> live God told Wait, us. There's to that. Do there's that word again. Ask me a want. question, Jim Bob. Are you gonna let me respond? I can't let you smuggle want in though. We'll, we'll just use the word will then. If that if that's how, the holdup, we can. Use how did you will. How did God, you determine God. the will? They run away reaction. when you try to kill them, Jim Bob. How do you well, know that's will and versus reaction? You I, keep begging I the question. I determined that because I did something that most Bible believers today are afraid to do, and that's use my God given logical thought process and people look at a text and they want that text to teach them and they're afraid to just use like here's here's the thing 
Seriously, think about this. Animals are vulnerable to suffering just like humans. So why would the creator give them a natural fear-based instinct to escape harm if his intention was to harm them? Animals don't have the will to die any more than humans. So why would God make animals with the will to live if he just planned on killing them? So why, that's why, it. No, no, hold on. One more why thing. Would one thing. In other words, why did God create animals with a nature that opposes their intended purpose? Everything about the nature of animals, according to you guys, contradicts the idea that God made them for the purpose of, of living. Like, does that not make sense? So, so wait a second. Why, why, why wouldn't you apply that to, to the animals themselves eating other animals? Say that again. I mean, what, what why wouldn't you, you apply that same? Why wouldn't you apply that same structure of an argument to animals eating animals? Well, I do, but there that's was a, a point in time when they defied their orders just like humans did. But that's an argument from incredulity. Why would God do X, assuming that the thing you don't like, right, in this debate? Is, why did well, why did why did he make you? You're that's like saying that's right? like yeah, but that's like saying if God didn't want us to suffer, why did he give us pain receptors? Well, he doesn't want us to suffer. So why did he give us pain receptors? I guess the same bad reason. Bad God, bad here, God. Here, listen to this. It's, I'll put it into perspective for you. It's the same reason why he put Adam and Eve in a garden, told them not to do something, knowing that they were going to do it. Okay? So, I mean, you can't use that as an argument. Like, God wouldn't yes, do something can, because, because, because uh, humans might do this. It defeats you are now. You're now making one of the very basic problems that people who believe in, in one God make, and that is to equate God's mind to a human mind, but just it is immensely more powerful. Bingo. So he is bound that's by time. And, no, that's, and that, that's the point, it, the, is that no, people, no. Are, people are taking the God who created animals, and they're lowering him down to our sensual pleasures, saying that he, oh, it's an, a pleasing aroma to him. He loves... You the, just the did that as an animal. So, so you, you reject the Bible when it says when it says that God finds it pleasing? Oh well, yes, I believe the writer wrote that from his perspective, but there's not one place in scripture where Yahuwah is speaking saying that he loves the smell of dead animal flesh burning over a fire. It's always written from the, the writer's perspective. Who even just like people today in the church, they were just as confused back then, too. Uh Andy. I did ask a simple question. You, we swapped out, question? We swapped out will for, or want for will. And I said, how do you determine the difference between an animal's will versus an animal's instinct and reactivity? And you said, well, I used my logic. And then you went into this whole diatribe about some, you know, most people don't read the Bible this way. And I do. And I did all the work. I asked a very simple question. You take an animal. It reacts to something. How do you determine its, its will? It has a will right? This, this assumes like concepts, metaphysics, like the concept of a will that you're, think, reaction. that you're thinking about, right? You're thinking about what you want in a way, right? So versus reactivity. And, and I haven't gotten an answer from either of you. Well, it's it will would be based on its reaction. You go at a cow with a knife, it will react a certain way because if, of its will. So if it doesn't react, then it doesn't have a will? It has the will to live. It does not want to die. And and I don't know how you can't how you would just ignore that. See, no, that's, no, that's I can't even believe this is even an argument they're having. Like, like, oh, the animals don't have a will to live; they just no, react you, to everything. Are you serious? Uh, well, no, you didn't. You didn't demonstrate. It. You being amazed that we reject it isn't an argument. Okay, so you're going to say animals don't have a will to live? 
Um, what is a will? An urge. Animals have urges. How do you separate an urge from an instinct? Again and again and again. It's like you guys aren't hearing the question. So that's your whole argument is that we should be violent and cruel no. to animals because they only react to being killed. They're not actually trying not to be killed because they want to. No, I didn't. Serious, I didn't make an argument. Okay, so I, what is your argument? That they don't have a will? I'm ar you're arguing that they do have a will. I'm asking you to distinguish what that is. Yeah, and we already did. Both of us said they have a reaction and they want to live, and you don't accept that. I ask you, what's the difference between will and reaction? You say they have a reaction to live. Does that sound logical to you? It, based on their reaction, I can tell what their will is. If it's so a reaction, why not with plants? Because what we've heard is, is the central nervous system, and so how is that? How is that so uh, an argument? Hold on. Gosh, how is trying on. to not hold hurt on. plants an argument that we should hurt animals? So Gosh. if a doctor, if a doctor hits my knee and my knee go, my leg goes up, he can look at me and go, "I knew you wanted to lift your leg," and that's reasonable. The hypothetic knee. <laughs> Insane. That like that's absurd. So um, animals don't have feelings; they just react. Feelings about what? How do you, how would you know the feelings of an animal? Have so, you ever owned a dog? Have you ever not a dog? Asking me, it can communicate with you. And Are you you're telling me animals don't have feelings? You, you can. Tr you're telling me they do, similar to humans. I'm asking you how you know that, and you're saying, "Do you own a dog? Don't you know they know names? You can train an animal to know a name and react to stimuli." Pavlovian. Do you know, do you have you ever heard of Pavlov Pavlov's dogs? Right. That's not feelings based. It's it's input, output, input, output. I'm asking you, you're making the claim that there's something more going on. I'm asking you, how did you determine that? And you all you do is double down that there's more going on and that's insufficient. It's just observation. It's using my logical thought process. Now, I mean, I, I seriously can't believe we are having this discussion. The mm -hmm. denial, it's unreal. It's like the denial of the denial of the thing you asserted and didn't justify. Yeah. Should yeah. we arrest carnivorous animals? I mean, I didn't know we were debating do animals have feelings or not. I thought that was genuinely accepted by most cognitive, okay. lucid people. That's appeal to popularity. Yeah, okay, that's... fine. So you're gonna say that animals don't have feelings? That's your guys' position? That's no, why not in them? the way humans do, you can call it that. As What's much as you would say God. Uh, God has a mind, but we would it, not it say it's a human mind. It only proves how disconnected we are with no, animals. No, you still have a problem, though. Even if we granted feelings, which we won't, if they had a feeling they wanted to do something, then you'd have to deny their want to do something, which is why there's a moral position here. So if a bear has a feeling that they want to eat the deer, and then I'm like looking at let's it like, switch oh, it. Let's switch it. Bears kill a lot of cubs in the wild. Right. Let's go to that. They're infanticidal maniacs. Yeah, they want to, right? Yeah, they, okay, they defy well, their news. orders You're not just a like humans. They I want mean, to. Humans want things too. So if you argue that things, uh, beings, right? If you try to equate animals with humans, you still have a problem. Our wants are not the thing that determines whether something ought to happen. It's an is-ought gap you're not filling, right? So animals have a will or a want to do X. Therefore, let them do X. Right. Well, people have a will and a want to eat meat, but you're arguing they ought not. So you can't you can't appeal to the wants because if it's granted, you have to actually allow humans to uh, follow their wants and desires to eat meat. Because after all, you're saying they have wants and feelings. 
We must we must uh, abide by their wants and feelings. Right? Is it possible, Jim Bob, to be a good steward of animals, but also stab animals in the throat? Yes, yes. or no? Sure. So, yes, you can be a good steward. Listen to this, audience. Get this real clear, because this is the mindset of a meathead. You can be good stewards and take good care of the animals, but also stab the animals in the neck. And they both said yes. How pathetic is that? That's not Absolutely an argument. Pathetic. So you guys live in a when, bizarre, upside that's not a, down. That's not an argument. When the Lord, when the Lord appears to Abraham with the two angels, uh, and he gives them, he slaughters a, a lamb for him, and the Lord doesn't refuse it or anything. That's that's what God was a pagan. He didn't realize. Wait a minute! I should only receive he didn't posh, or something. He didn't know how insane it would sound to Nathan. So he's probably well, a lot of that was foreshadowing. But I think, did you guys agree or not that Jesus was the final sacrifice? Yes. Yeah, we don't sacrifice, right? It's yes, not a sacrifice. he was the final sacrifice. Great. So we can stop pretending we go we to McDonald's because of what people in the Old Testament also. were commanded to do. What you kind don't of have to sacrifice? go to McDonald's anymore and pretend that's some religious sacrifice. But why, would, why would God command evil uh, as a form of regular worship and not like eliminating the Canaanites, which was an order as a form of punishment? It is a judgment exacted on the Canaanites for, and they also engage in bestiality. So that's fun. You which, know, which, a vegan, which a vegan, had, <laughs> which a vegan, by the way, has to accept if we get to the point where the bear's feelings, they want to uh, do something. And then you go, well, as long as it's consent based, because, you know, two, yes, two well, beings want something after all. When, when a dog humps your legs, jazz music starts playing. Right. Gosh, will you Smooth please tell track. your partner that he's not a bear? Cause he's not listening to me. Um, the all thing right, is, uh, the other thing about sacrifice is it does it does it end all sacrifice or a specific kind of sacrifice, biblically historically? I thought you guys agreed just now. Jesus was the final sacrifice. What kind of good. sacrifice? Good, but 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 why why would God have commanded uh, the slaughter of animals before? Why? Andy because and I most, covered that most, it wasn't a command; it's an allowance. If you're going to do it, it's this a literal is how you have to do it. He didn't but command anyone to divorce their wife. So, so he didn't command a, anyone to own slaves. So it's a he didn't suggestion. Command Israel to have a king. So he allowed certain things. It's like so you guys aren't listening. So is wait, hold on. So is it is it a suggestion? No. What what you read as God's mandatory commands for them to do something was actually a stipulation for their behavior that they were already doing. He wasn't telling them, "I want you to do this these things." He was saying, "As long as you're going to do it anyway, at least put some restriction over it. You know, have some self control." I'm placing these stipulations over it. So, so. Right, what, but, but wait a minute to go to more ritual uh, properties of it. Uh, a lot of. Wine was sacrificed, oil was sacrificed, wheat cakes were sacrificed. A lot of non-animal sacrifices were given. So why didn't God say, if he can command, you shouldn't wear fabrics of different uh, to different fabrics? I'm pretty sure he could say no animal sacrifices. They were unwilling to do that, and that's why... They were he willing to do a lot of things, and, and God tolerates a lot. Of course he does. And calls for repentance, and part of repentance is sacrificing animals, which is in the ancient sense, which is like burning your own money, to because that's what you had. You didn't have, you know, fiat currency that you could uh, donate or burn or whatever. What you had was your property, and in fact, the Levites were not allowed to own property and could only eat from the sacrifices. 
Is there a question in there? Or just distinguishing? Yes, uh, so why, why would God uh, establish this system, or if it is a permissive system, why would God permit it as if God would... Why didn't God permit homosexuality? People did do it. He forbade idolatry. People still did do it. God says at one point, uh, there's not a shade of a tree small enough that you didn't put an idol under it. So why did he forbid that? That, why, why didn't he go with like, okay, you can have like tiny items. You can have little ones. We're, we're dealing with 600,000 plus uh, Israelites and then the mixed multitude that was with them. And you're asking me why he didn't just change it in an instant overnight. They were just vegans. There, <laughs> there has that to be. the indication that he wanted that. In the creation account. And that's one thing that I said from the beginning People are going to skip over what God intended in the beginning, and they're going to jump to verses like Genesis 9-3. What, what did he intend then in the beginning from your perspective? Exactly what he said in verse 29 and 30, for the humans to eat plants, the fruit trees, and for the animals to eat the green herbs of the earth. Okay, so if if your if you're, uh, priority here to, like, in your view, to live a Christian life, right, uh, the duty of man, which you haven't really established, is to seek uh, the uh, an outcome close to Eden, correct? Yeah, the highest moral standard okay. of what so he we, intended should, for okay, us when so, he created us. So would you say to be a consistent Christian from your worldview, biblically, we should intervene with animals eating animals? Bear jail? I haven't gotten that far. I mean, yeah, uh, is Bear in jail. the gospel there are instances in the gospel of holy 12 where yeshua where jesus intervened with that and he prevented on many occasions animals from being harmed and there might be an, an occasion there where he uh where he addressed animals killing other animals so you there, would... there actually there was where there was a dog that was trained to hunt and he dealt with that and from that point forward the man trained his dog to love animals so, yes. What source are you talking about? The Gospel of the Holy Twelve. And, I mean, I, I realize you guys are Christians. You probably think the canon is, like, the only thing we're supposed to go by. So, no, that's probably another... No, we don't think that, but, but we uh, have... Uh, we are orthodox. Well, I am orthodox Christian. Jim Bob is an inquirer. Uh, but we, first of all... So, Nathan said in the chat earlier that the Bible is 66 books. So, even he wouldn't agree with you. But uh, we also wouldn't agree with him because uh, Protestantism threw out a lot of the books and got cut it down to 66. We don't have the same view of canonicity or what is apocryphal as in canon means it's infallible and good. I mean, we, we agree with that. But as on the opposite side, the apocrypha you can ignore. That's not how it works. Um, but... Uh, you you seem to accept anything that comes along. So why not accept the Gospel of Thomas? So I evaluate everything. You know, if it comes my way, I'm going to read it. And if it resonates with my spirit and my logical thought process that mm. God gave me, and I compare it to other texts, the whole textual criticism thing, I do as much as I can. And I can see that, hey, there were some wicked Levites who wrote this crap into the text and okay, and, and, Andy, where does it say biblically to intervene with animals eating animals? Because that's the logical conclusion, right, of your your it, prescription in, in the canon. It, it might not. Okay, so would uh, does your but partner the fan fiction does, does does your does your partner uh, like the idea of bear jail intervening with bears eating uh, deer? Mm -hmm. Like if we could or adding intervene, books to the canon. 
Hey, why don't we start with you, Jim Bob, and then we can worry about the bears. So you're not, you're not going to answer. I guess you want said is yes. It, my answer is. Do you want to intervene with animals? Clean out your ears real quick. Do you want to intervene? Maybe with we could get you to start caring about animals first, and then we can worry about the bears later, Jim. Bob. I care about animals. I, I want to keep them alive so I can eat them. Yeah, I heard your argument. The, it's humane and moral, and being good steward is stabbing an animal in the neck. Do you That's think we should? You, the question That's is how simple. Twisted your mind, Nathan. Is. Nathan, you're a very, you're very uh, up here. It's a simple. You're the you're, one interrupting everyone, Jim Bob. Your your partner answered it. I want to know what your answer is. Do you want to intervene to live a Christian life? In your, do you intervene with animals eating animals? No, personally, I don't intervene with animals eating animals because Why? I have a hard time communicating with animals. They don't speak English. Unlike Jim Bob and Posh here, who so, speak English and I can't communicate. Why are, you, why are you up here, bro? Just let me talk. You're up here. You need okay. to let me talk. You ask okay. me a question. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So I don't have any position about getting interfering with the animal kingdom when I have people, friends, people I look up to, legends like you and Posh that could really make a big difference in the animal kingdom and save a lot of lives that don't want to die, even though you won't grant animals want. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I thought this was given. I didn't even know people question no. the fact that animals want to live. Mm -mm. So yeah, that's my position. Jim. So you said you wouldn't intervene with the animals because they don't speak English or talk. So like a, a human that didn't learn to talk and kind of like deaf and mute and dumb, but goes around killing, you wouldn't have a, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't stop them. Right. Uh, that's maybe your I reason. could write them a note and, and say, don't kill people. And then they could read it, Jim Bob. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, so, this, uh, so, so can, how, how about this? Can, would you guys agree food can be used as a weapon? Of course. What about you, Jim Bob? Can food be used as a weapon? Mm -hmm. All right. How's America doing on the standard American diet with one out of three obese, one out of eight children? It's not fat, Jim Bob. Where's They're the uh, let me answer that for They're you. Beast from the corn syrup. Let me let me uh, <laughs> let me uh, let me answer that for you. Where is it? Where in the Bible does it say anything about being concerned with the American diet? Uh, America wasn't around when the Bible was written, Jim Bob. Right. So that's a begging the question. Well, welcome back to the topic well, of the debate. <laughs> if you ask the Mormons, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I just so, I thought it was worth mentioning real quick that food can be used as a weapon, and it is being used as a weapon. That's why they programmed you from a very young age with an Illuminati food pyramid. I need my mystery that, music. Oh, you have to eat, and then they program you and tell you you're top of the food chain and you're an omnivore. Anatomically, are. humans are doesn't nothing that, like bears. Anatomically, doesn't that food pyramid say that you should eat mostly bread? It labels meat and dairy as essential food groups, Posh. Uh, but uh, again, it says you should eat mostly bread, and that is rubbish because bread isn't very good for you if you eat well, such you, a if high you have the wrong kinds. That's because people are eating enriched grains that have been processed. But if you grain your own uh, wheat, like I do, you're getting a pure bread. You can mill your own flour, good. and uh, there are there are ways to do it right. I, I, so I Jesus said he was the bread of life, but bread is bad for people. No, That's I'm right. talking about the food food pyramid that you talked about because it promotes white bread. Okay, but bread is bad for so, you, even though Jesus. So said I'm saying bread of it, it's leaning very, very, you know, vegany. And secondly, corn syrup is perfectly. He's saying he's the bread of life. He is much more than that, and I, of course I agree with that. Also says you should eat his uh, body and drink his blood, if you want to talk about that some other time. But uh, as far as the, the the topic is concerned, 
Um, let's go this way. Do you season your food? With yeah, season my food. Yes. Why? Because I like the way the seasoning tastes. Okay, so let's say you get salt. Uh, you have to get it from either rock salt or, or you're going to get it from the sea or something, and you have to establish entire uh, supply chains and supply lines that are either going to enslave animals to pull carriages of salt, or you're going to have to use all types of fuel that damage the environment, and you have to transport it, and all sorts of insects die while you transport it. Why would you subject so many animals uh, to death or slavery, just so you, you, your, your potatoes you know, taste a bit better. Posh, do you use salt? Yes. <laughs> but I'm not so a vegan. Why would you subject all these but animals? But I'm not a vegan. Your argument makes no sense when your argument is we should stab animals in the neck and you're over here saying transportation, kills, you... transportation kills insects, so yes. we should stab animals in the neck. S no, no, you I'm saying... You understand how ridiculous that sounds. I'm giving an internal critique of your system. I'm yeah. not a vegan. You are a vegan. Why would you do such a thing? I'm not a vegan. I don't abide by the same rules. You're saying, oh, you say you're a Christian, but you don't pray towards Mecca. What, what, what sort of hypocrisy is this? <laughs> uh, you could easily get a pail of water from the ocean, boil it, and no insects have to die. You don't have to stab any cows in the neck. And Posh could still get his salt. Do you use sugar? I try not to. But you do. Sometimes, yeah. I think it's better than the fake sugars like Splenda, <clears throat> uh, even Stevia. I've been doing some research. Okay, how, how, how does one make sugar? Uh, you get it from the, the cane sugar plant. Um, not very often. You mostly get it from the what is it called, the sugar beet, or whatever it is. Uh, but you, so you need to engage in a lot of agriculture, which kills a lot of animals. Oh, uh, here we go. It's <laughs> one of my favorite arguments. No, no, no. I, I, I'm no, talking no, about sugar. No. I'm not talking about basic things. The agricultural argument that oh, no, animals no, 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 die no. in the process. That's why I said sugar. Okay. I, I didn't okay. say why here, you here's need the difference meat or because I think. I think the audience needs to hear this. There is a difference between agricultural animals, animals being killed in the process of agriculture versus intentionally slaughtering animals. One, you have to intentionally slaughter them. You have to intentionally slaughter them. You have to shoot them. You actually have I've to never shoot them. unintentionally yes. slaughtered an animal, Jim Bob. If you, you know it's going to happen, first of all, it's going to happen. So it's intentional. You know it's going to happen and you go through with it. So that's intentional. Second of all, it's not just accidental machinery stuff. You have to actually pick off animals to protect the crop. It, it's just a lame excuse to, to use. It's for... just a fact. No, no, no. no. We're, we're not talking about. You could build a fence, basic... Jim Bob. It's an internal it's critique, not no. an excuse. Uh. We don't we don't need excuses because we're doing an internal an internal critique of your your guys' view, right? It's not our excuse. It's your claim. You're no, poor affirming arguments. Poor arguments. That's that's all it is. Ridiculous. No, so you and most of the food grown in agriculture is fed to animals. So I know you're trying to use sugar as an example to get around that, but you can't pretend to care about animals that are killed during agriculture. When you're saying we should be violent and Why stab animals in the neck, you know, like we're vegan. We don't make the claim. It's your claim. This is an internal critique. Do you know the difference? I don't pray. You understand you have no argument crying about agriculture when you stab animals in the neck. 
what if we what if we didn't stab them and we just made it we just got them killed through the vegan process of making uh, vegetables? Like sent the cow into the machinery, uh, kind of guided. Uh, bro, it in. if you like, ate roadkill your entire life, just animals on the side of the road that were slaughtered by moving vehicles, I would be completely fine with that, Jim Bob. What about a cow? Is, what what you about guys a... every day go and pay for people? To be cruel and violent and brutal towards animals. It's not the same thing as eating roadkill or eating some rodent that was killed while you're doing agriculture. You still didn't didn't tell us why veganism is a moral duty from the biblical perspective. It's how we were created. That is the moral duty. And I don't know why anyone— We're not in in the created uh, world. We're in the fallen world. And so why do you want to jump towards after the fall of man to learn how you should behave when you could be going to how we were expected to? Doesn't the Bible say be perfect, Jim Bob? The, because the Bible doesn't say seek Eden and create it on earth. It says be perfect just as your father in heaven is perfect. Now, if your father in heaven made earth vegan, why wouldn't you try and be vegan, Jim Bob? Well, God doesn't even eat. So I think you should try that diet for a while, see how it works for you. Right. I I think God might eat. I just don't think he needs to eat the way humans do. Matter of fact, there there can eat eats fish once he he resurrects. There there is a passage that says, uh, if I were hungry, this is Yahuwah speaking. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world is mine. Do I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? No. So he's telling us he doesn't. Where are you quoting from? Psalm 50, verse 12 to 14. Okay. The, the the problem is if you go back to this argument of seeking the the Eden status of the Why world. Is it a problem? Okay, it's a problem because you have to put bears in jail. If we're not account- I'm not accountable to a bear or a bear. It's not you have about to intervene. It's you about to, you as you a have human. A, no, you have to you have a moral duty to intervene with animals eating animals, which is also post-fall, right? So you're seeking the outcome of Eden here on earth which is satanic, by the way, but that's another story. Um, and you are you have to act out as a Christian from your worldview, intervening with animals eating animals so to be consistent. Just to be consistent. This. So we shouldn't seek to honor the original design, what God originally intended for us. That shouldn't be our priority. Seek to honor it? What does that mean? To, to God fulfill. means do his will. It means God didn't want us his, to kill okay, any Okay, and he commanded animal sacrifices. and that We already well. went over how Jesus was the final sacrifice, so you can quit pretending you drive through McDonald's. But he did. He did, the sacrifices. he did, though. Okay. He did. He allowed he it. Demanded. He demanded with all sorts of regulations. Demanded God demanded, he said, I'm going to create these animals with the will to live, but I, I demand that you kill them. Like that's the common sense that I'm talking about. That's why I say we people are afraid to use their logical thought process because they read the text. Did Jesus, where in scripture and, did Jesus do a sacrifice, also, guys? He didn't. He didn't. So if we're trying to emulate Jesus, you can quit pretending that all okay, oh, the let's, Levites let's eat, did something. Let's eat fish. Then. You got so wrecked right there, dude. This, can, this can is we, the can we eat Send fish these then? guys back can to the drawing board. That's that's not, no, that's not a wreck because the argument isn't about sacrifice. It's about eating eating animals, right? Well, you you that's an example of you, him you, commanding it. No, guys, you can't separate eating animals away from the sacrificial system because that was the point. It was so that they could eat their flesh. And then later in time, the Levites incorporated this whole blood atonement. Let's worship God this way. If they can put 
killing animals into their their religious service to God, they could justify why they're doing it. And so that's you what don't happened. believe that the Bible is inspired. I believe the that's Bible is. I believe our modern Bibles have been manipulated and written by men. And no, I don't believe Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible. And that's why I was trying to tell you earlier in Deuteronomy 31, Moses called out the Levites, the scribes, the wicked priests. He said, you're going to become even more wicked after my death. And, and, and Jeremiah was the prophet who accused them, who said, you have made the law of God into a lie. So yes, we know this, this very well. No, Exodus 29. This. The, the verse you mentioned, Exodus 29, is like the best reason to question the men who wrote the Bible, because it depicts all of these priests doing an occultic blood ritual, showering each other in blood, and you think that's righteous behavior that God demands. That's the point. Because you're I afraid, believe the no, Bible no. is inspired. Yeah, you're afraid to use your but you own thought process because you think the Bible that the Catholic Church provided to you is the highest moral state you can't well, question it's the highest well, them, but well, okay. well well you still have a problem Andy, because you're still appealing to the same bible but just reinterpreting so all you're really saying is i have the bible too but my logical brain that needs bear jail to happen by the way as a consequence um isn't properly interpreting the uh the co-opted uh manipulated uh source of scripture no, right i'm saying there are other texts beside the bible and how do you know say, those are that that say different things that okay. these texts agree with one another too and they show you where the levites were but I, I think those texts whichever are the ones well, you're thinking of i think those those were written by wicked men right yeah <laughs> see how easy oh, I, know, that is? I know i know any, any anything that's not in traditional Christianity and mainstream, whatever is you'll just reject. No, no, no. He no, no, he just gave you your argument back to you. It's not that he's rejecting. I, I, I know it. what he did. He's using your argument on I you. I know what he did, but that's what you guys are doing. You're saying if we're it's not, not if it's not a part of our mainstream religious views, we're gonna reject it. Well, that, no, yeah. no, that's not the reasoning. I mean, we, we're seeking coherency, right? You said logical brain, right? You're using your logical brain. Yeah, you right? have to. Okay. That's why so, God gave it to you. So Posh asked you a question that challenges your your assumptions here is that the logical your logical brain must concede with intervening with animals eating animals if you want to be consistent. One. Two, you 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 have to reinterpret right the the command to sacrifice animals that that happened, right? You have to say like no that wasn't really a part of it. I don't deal. have to reinterpret it. I realize that other texts say other things and other texts uh, expose the Levites for writing their own laws into the text. And I accept that as true because it doesn't make sense why the God uh, of these animals would create them only to kill them. So uh, if there's the original the text process. was not preserved, how would you know what was added and what was taken out, etc.? How does and anybody know? How can you prove that about the Bible? How can you prove also, that your Bible is the infallible, completely preserved Word of God, and it hasn't been tainted at all. Depends Again. on how you take uh, preserved, uh, as in the messages it preserved, or particular wordings, because we are very well aware that in the times of Moses, biblical Hebrew did not exist. Paleo-Hebrew was the, the language that he would have spoken and written in. Uh, we are also aware that his funeral is described, not his funeral, his death is described in, in the first five books. So we are very well aware that it was edited over time. Absolutely. No one denies that. 
we just don't have this idea of there's like the Muslims view the Quran, there's golden tablets in in in, in heaven, and they confirm the original uh, the, the ones they, that they would have. We know it was edited because you had priesthood with the duty to preserve them. And we know that they were, there were priests and even high priests who were corrupt. We're also very well aware of that. But the Holy Spirit preserves things in particular manners, not just, again, as I said, word for word, because that's not how languages work, even over time, even the same language over time. So you just assume that it has been preserved through the Holy Spirit over time. That Exodus twenty nine was God the, demanding well, them to oh, hold on, hold yes. on. The topic, hold on. The topic of the debate, however, requires you to appeal to some uh, uh, um, preserved scripture that you actually trust that actually grounds the claim veganism as a moral duty. That's the topic. Okay. So the the problem here is you, the only thing I heard close to an argument which you just said, which is why would God, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm not steel manning this properly, um, why would God create animals just to be consumed, correct? Is that something along the lines of your position? Sure. Okay, so if you apply that to humans, like why would God create humans in a world uh, where there's pain and suffering and, and mayhem and, and it's temporal? Like, uh, why would he do that? The question of why would God do something is uh, an argument from personal incredulity. Yeah, but so, it's based on human behavior, not God's behavior. What the your argument is because humans have the decision to do these things, and humans are the ones who did them. But God Himself, His moral standard, He wouldn't create something with the will to live only to kill it and make it suffer. On what basis? And if if that is well, yeah, yeah. If, yeah what, if, on what basis? If that's the God that you serve. No, no then he's a savage. No, I no, mean, that's a, that's, that's just incredulous. I, I want you to tell me logically, cause you said I'm using my logical brain and think you're tinker. You're thinking, um, you said a God, well, he, my God wouldn't create animals. His to command be, is thou shall not kill. Killing kill, is kill what? Behavior. Kill what? Exactly. It doesn't say humans only. I know people love to say, Oh, well that doesn't pertain to animals. So you why don't kill, why you don't, kill animals? So, okay, so you think humans. do you think the law should follow that we we go to uh, to go to jail for hunting an animal? No, but that, that's a good point that you bring up hunting, and uh, because the laws for hunting uh, only apply to hunters, I'm not a hunter, so those laws don't apply to me. Is is killing and, an animal murder? Yes, according to Isaiah, it's murder. It's no different than slaying an ox. So if I kill your hamster, do I go Isaiah, to jail the same? Uh, according to Isaiah, let me, let me, I mean, I can Google it real quick if you want. Jim Bob, you do know people go to jail for cruelty against animals. You yeah, do know but that. yeah, yeah. But is it equal to killing a human? It should be from your view, right? Isaiah uh, We never said it was equal to, God says, do not kill, period. And you okay. want to sit there and say, oh, but I want to kill some things and that's okay. No, it says don't kill. Don't kill. It says be perfect. Humans. It says be good stewards, and you define being a good steward as stabbing something in the neck. That's where we have this huge, well, diametrically opposed. No, no, no. I would say a good steward. Let's. You keep doing that neck thing, the classic vegan imagery. If I just gave a cow an overdose of DMT and put a virtual reality on their head, and and it killed them in a euphoric state where they're floating up into the eschaton of Moo Land, you'd have to abandon the stabbing in the throat, right? 
as this visual no, appeal to authority, appeal so to emotion. Right. Even if you date rape a cow and they die, it's still so, killing. So, so okay. So you want to um, you you want to jail people. You think you should jail someone for killing an animal, correct? Uh, perfect straw man. When did any of us talk about putting anyone in jail? You're calling it murder. He just said it's murder. Isaiah That's said it was murder, not me. Isaiah. No, 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 no. Isaiah does not say it was murder. I just checked it. And again, this is oh, read it. the read entire it to thing us. of... Oh, uh, he he says too, killing of an ox is just as killing a man. If he's right. equating that to killing a man, what do you call it? It says, he that sacrificeth a lamb as if he cut off a dog's neck, he that offereth an oblation as if he offered swine's blood, he that burneth incense as if he blessed an idol. Yeah, they have chosen their own ways and their souls delighteth in their abominations. They have chosen their own ways. Yeah, yeah. he's comparing it to murder and saying they have chosen their own ways because they have made thou shalt not kill into oh, thou shalt not only kill just humans. And we can kill all the animals no. we want. That's what he's talking you about. You're taking things out of context. He's saying you are not following the laws that I gave. So if you sacrifice the to me, creation. it's an, not, not like the Like in Malachi 1, when it mentions you are giving me the lame lamb and he asks for lambs without blemish. He asks even for crops that are given in sacrifice. He asks for the crops of the first harvest. He is asking for the highest quality because sacrifice is there for you to give up something as a sacrifice, not that you, oh, there's this technicality I can, so this is technically a lamb, you know. Uh, yes, it's basically dead, but I, I can give it up as a whole burnt offering, and I've checked that of the list, and God says this is an abomination to him, and when people start doing that, he says, I refuse them, and it is an insult to God to do this. I also want to say that I've given your methodology some thought, and I now realize that Genesis 1.29 was added by some hippie Levite. Nice. And it used to say you should eat little puppies, but then he removed that part because apparently that's what happens all the time. Yeah, your God wants us to eat little puppies, and it was changed. Brilliant argument, Posh. Well done. Excellent. You have you no concept of internal critique. How, he, how doesn't, he doesn't. He doesn't know that's that sad. that's not a, his argument. Um, uh, Nathan, you have a dog, right? Yeah, I have a dog. Has it ever run away from you? Uh, it's ran towards other things. Like away from the house where you had to retrieve it? Uh, no, because he always comes back. He just goes for a walk by himself. Oh, so if he goes away and he doesn't come back, will you retrieve him? Uh, if Gio ran away and never came back, no, I wouldn't even try and retrieve him. It would be too impossible. That, that dog is like 40 miles an hour. Okay, but if, but let's say he ran away and someone called you and was like, I see your dog. Come, You want to come get it? You would you would uh, retrieve him, right? Well, I would go there immediately and stab him in the neck because that's being a good steward to okay. my dog, according cool. to you and Posh. Cool dodge. Red cool dodge. Um, the, the reason I'm asking is um, you'd have to separate his will to leave you uh, and and figure out uh, a way to justify against going against his will to pick him up and put him back in your house and enslave him as your pet for your own feelings. And I, I just wanted to know where this guy, bro. So I wanted, I wanted you to draw the You're line just... between what he desires as far as running away. Look right? at the torture this dog is going through. He's just You're... he wants to leave so bad. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't he doesn't interact with 
uh, any of the questions. The, most, you drugged the best part your is dog. that Gio wants you to your dog. <laughs> no, that was Jim Bob who wants to drug cows and give them date rape drugs until they die. No, I'm saying that that would relieve, uh, relieve you of this, uh, the horror scene of the killing. You could just give it a pill or, uh, you know, sedate it. And there's all these other methods of killing that um, just demonstrate that the type of killing you're actually going back to over and over again is a type of tactic that tries to appeal to emotion and, uh, you know, draw See, even some, you like, call disgust. it killing, Jabob. Even you call yeah. it killing when the yeah, Bible kill. says do not kill. No, no. The Bible refers to killing as personhood. Animals don't uh, have no, personhood. No, you just show refer me, to it as animals. Me. I want to see. the. Well, show Pers- me where, where thou shalt not kill pertains only to humans. Yeah, coherency, entire- coherency would fall apart if you say God says no killing, but then commands sacrifice. Exactly. And not that's why you have to question the men who forge things into the Bible. Now, but I, I, I think, it, I think uh, you know, if you pull... Uh, a, a carrot out of the ground, you're murdering it. Now, is he? And another problem is that you only accept the Catholic version of the Gospels and you don't look at other, so how, you only see one half of the story. How is and and no, 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 it's I'm talking. And when you read I'm other gospel that. versions, other gospel accounts of the story, Yeshua talks a lot about how men would not fulfill this law of thou shalt not kill. So God gave them extensions of the law and permitted them to kill animals, but that the higher moral standard was to live up to thou shalt not kill in its purest form is pertains to all creatures of God. You need to really think outside of the New Testament canon, the Catholic Bible, uh, when, go ahead, go ahead. You want to say something? I was going to say, how is, uh, how is killing an animal an act against against God. Aside from thou shalt not kill, or what do you mean? The fact that he created these animals with the will to live who don't want to die, and then usurping their free will to kill them? How so, other than that? Well, I'm saying like, you know, once you get into it, I mean, you're assigning animals, right? The same value, right? As humans, but your, your same argumentation of why would God make animals, right? Uh, just here for us to to consume and and whatnot after you know uh, why would that be the case? But you also have to ask why would God make animals that kill other animals if it wasn't his if, if it's not his will for for killing to exist in a way? He didn't make animals to kill other animals. Like I so read, they, did they sin? They, they defied their orders. Just he said like this five humans. times already, Jim Bob. Oh, animals sinned. Yes, they, they violated their natural. That's what the text okay. says that I read. Okay, so do, are animals sinning today? Like a bear eats a, eats a, a you know, a, you know, a random rabbit yeah, somewhere. I, I, sin? To call it sin? Well, you, I'm asking you because you're calling it sin now. So I'm, I'm, I'm wondering I'm how far you you're going to take it. I'm telling you they're violating their orders. They had the coherency to speak in the same language as human, according to the text. And they understood everything. Adam gave them names. There was a civil environment where humans and animals cooperatively, they they lived together in a community. If they're violating the law of God and it's murder and it's sin, you're stretching to say it's sin. You don't have to say it's sin if you want to say they're they're acting against God's command. Um, Why wouldn't we jail them? And intervene with their behaviors as Maybe humans. We should, if we were supposed to be the dominators, if we were supposed to uh, be stewards over the animals. Maybe we should. 
Okay, so it, let's take the bear, for instance. If we start intervening with the bear eating the fish and eating its animals because it's doing what bears do, you're saying it's not doing what bears do. It's doing what sinful bears do. If we intervene, what happens to bears? <laughs> you're making it sound as silly as you can. No, I'm making it sound as silly as you said it. I didn't now, say it that way. Do you want to intervene with sinful bear behavior, yes or no? I can provide fruit for a bear to eat. But I'm not going to, if, if a bear who's stronger than me, who might kill me, if I'm going to intervene and take that salmon out of his mouth just because I think he should eat these berries instead, I'm not going to do that. It's putting my own life in jeopardy. But I if you have that duty as a steward. You do have a duty, though. You have the duty as a steward both to the salmon and to the bear. And we do the best we can to be stewards in, in the circumstances that we're in, yes. Which just happens to be the things that you find to be convenient at the moment. Would you kill? Would you die to save another human being, Andy? Sure. Why wouldn't you die to save an animal? Uh, because like Yeshua spoke about in the Gospels, in these other Gospels that you don't trust at all, he said, if it comes between uh, life of an animal and the life of a human, choose the human uh, and at the expense of the animal. But don't just kill animals to eat or to profit off of. Uh, let them die uh, if it if uh, if they're if they're attacking someone. You can kill the animal. Yeah, I think that's why Peter Peter felt bad when he was starving and like his only option was to eat a dead animal. And the Creator said, "Hey, dude, don't worry about it." Is because he would rather have Peter not starve to death than the animal. But this idea of bear jail is so ridiculous because it is you're not, a, isn't it? You, you should worry about yourself, not what bears eat. I mean, your argument is bears eat deer. No, so no, no. I'm going to continue slaughtering animals and consuming their flesh. Like that I am. No, I am considered, I am thinking about myself and the life, a Christian life, according to you guys is to minimize the, the sin among animals and humans and and you just said that animals basically sin and they're acting against God's command. And I'm saying, well, based on your paradigm, we would actually intervene. And Andy took Andy actually bit the bullet on it. Will you bite the and, bullet and intervene? So how about this, Jim Bob? We can worry about all the bears once you're not, once you stop eating animals. It's not my yeah. paradigm. I'm not yeah, we, about we could go animals. for the bears, but let's start with Jim Bob. Can someone post okay, what an would internal you, would you attack is? Jim Bob to save an animal? No, why would I attack it? Violence just begets more violence. An eye for an eye leaves the whole world blind. You guys don't understand. I'm not pro-violence. I'm against violence. That's why I'm a vegan. And you guys are over here like, oh, would you be violent to Jim Bob to save an animal? I'm against violence. You guys are the ones that say we should stab animals in the neck to be good stewards. What about my DMT virtual reality alternative that I presented you? No, you guys are Jeffrey Dahmer to the animals, and now you want to pretend like you're Bill Cosby. It's not going to work, dude. Okay, <laughs> You're not Bill Cosby to the animals. You are Jeffrey Dahmer. Well, yeah. you're, in, you're imprisoning an animal. You're imprisoning an animal right now. Imprisoning. Oh, you, you, you've presented all sorts of unique and unlikely circumstances for us to answer all of these questions that will never happen in our lives. But when you look at the creation account and what God intended, which is what this debate is about, it was God's intention, his highest moral will for humans to eat plants and for animals to eat plants. And you can't get around that. You guys have had to jump 
forward to after the fall of man in order do, to do plants uh, defend are there, yourselves. Are there plants that eat animals? Ruh there are, no, there are not. There are not Venus plants. Yes, there are. No, 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 yes, no. there no. are. Let me stop you there. You asked me the question. Plants do uh -oh. not eat. Plants do not digest. Plants will absorb certain things that come into their Oh, path. so it's a, it's about the word eating and what it means to absorb life, right? Oh, now? yeah, because you're okay. making these plants with a brain and a digestive system when they don't have that. They don't have the central nervous system. You're, you're using so eating. Okay, okay, okay. They so react eating. and close up on the, on the fly. Right. So is they it, have a will to. Yeah, they, to they, eat. are they sinning? No, it's not a will That's because, because they don't the mechanism have a brain. is different. No, you no, can't have a will without a brain. Just because the mechanism is different does not mean that the same principle uh -oh. doesn't Please, this is why This is why I tell you, don't be afraid to use your logic, which you guys are not doing right now. Oh, we're using logic. No, 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 you're not. You're comparing things without brains to things with brains. <laughs> and you're saying that animals and humans are not the same, even though we do have what's brains. A, what's a brain? You're saying the brain is what constitutes uh, our ability to seek and abide by morality. Uh, understanding the human and animal anatomy. Okay. Brain. It's, your it's like common no, no, sense. No, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'll ask you a simple question. If it's the brain that distinguishes the human and the animal from the Venus flytrap, right? What makes the brain uh, just not another mechanism, just like the Venus flytrap? Because you're saying brain, right? You're not saying like mind or consciousness or or free will or or image bearer of God. Oh, you're saying brain. You. You're, you're actually listing off everything good. We do have morals. We do have decisions, free will. Plants do not have that. So they it's not the brain any... then. So it's not about the brain then. It's about the, the the whole anatomy, which humans and animals are comparable. Plants are not. Would you say that anatomy is strictly mechanical? It's just material? Uh, no, I believe that the, the Bible actually says when God breathed life into humans and animals, we all became living souls. Okay, so then it's not the brain and the nervous system that distinguishes, in your argument, the difference between a Venus flytrap. It's a combination him. between that. When God took the, the dust of the earth, he, he formed us all, you know, the way he does things. I don't know if you... Not sure right. where you're going with this. Well, well but... what I'm going where I'm going is you're you're making an argument of God's intention of our behavior, and I pointed mm -hmm. to an, uh, a plant that consumes animals, right? And I, I would even argue that when animals die, um, they decompose, and even that goes into the plants and the trees and the and all that. The fungi, sure. the fungi comes right, and even fungi. If you're going to take a strict mechanistic view of like there's a brain and a nervous system, well, from our view, without Without the with the mind and the spirit and all, and all of that, the metaphysics of all of it, you're really just talking about machines, right? So a brain and a nervous system is just another machine, right? And uh, uh, a network of um, fungi uh, underneath the redwood trees that are all connected and communicating in a way, um, that's just another system that's transferring information as well. And so why I'm pushing on this is that you appeal to the brain as the thing that distinguishes why it's okay for the Venus. It's it's. It's not the same for a plant, for God to will a plant to eat a fly or any other a uh, animal that falls in its trap because it doesn't have a brain, right? Well, I'm saying the brain itself isn't enough for you to, to actually make that distinction because it's strictly mechanistic. What I see is that you are trying to elevate plants up to human level and you're no. trying to, to no. attack us because we do that with animals. Apparently, you guys don't know what an internal critique is. You're, you're I taking... Just, 
Uh, I just used your reasoning, right? To, that's not my reasoning. That's not my You reasoning. said it has a brain and a nervous system. That was your distinction that you made. You're, you're repeating a lot of things and saying that I did think you not say that? way, and I don't. Did you so, not say, did you, when we said Venus flytrap eats animals, it, right? It doesn't eat, it digests, or it doesn't digest or eat, it, it absorbs. So you're taught, I, I just said, you're appealing to me mechanics now to make the difference, correct? You just appeal to it again, mechanics. Sure. We'll, okay. we'll go with whatever you're trying to do. So the point is plants, I've already don't done have, plants don't have the breath of life. They don't have blood life in their veins. They don't have veins because they don't have the circulatory system like humans and animals because they don't have a brain. They're built different. That's all I'm saying. Right. You're appealing to natural properties in nature. Uh, along with the breath of Yahuwah, that's the creator. So right. there's a spiritual it, element with it. When you talk about the soul, soul and life are synonymous terms. Uh, that is what it says also so, later on. I'm sorry, say in, it again. Soul and what? Uh, nefesh. Nefesh uh, means yes. soul or life. They're interchangeable. Uh, the equivalent in Latin is anima which is where we get the word animated. It means mm -hmm. for something to have a soul, that is to say it's alive, right? Um, but because we're debating whether it's biblical and we don't seem to agree on the Bible at all, at least what constitutes the Bible, which is going to be a bit of a problem, but um, can we agree that St. Paul is an apostle of Christ? I think he was a self-appointed apostle. I don't think he was chosen by... Uh, God or by um, any of the other original 12 who were, yeah, definitely more legit. And I'm not Nathan, saying I'm Nathan, what would you say to that, Nathan? I'm not here to debate the how... The Bible. No, no. <laughs> no, we're talking about veganism, not whether or not Paul was a good guy or a disciple or that's not what we're here to talk about. I mean, you guys got to get back to this. Listen, the Bible starts and ends vegan. And you guys are stuck in the okay. middle with all the sin, with all the death, with all the animal cruelty, the, the rape, the okay. murder, the lies, the deceit. The yeah. creator is going to do away with all that. So that's his will for us. Okay. And we he will told, do that. Yes. He, he we are told so. to be perfect, just like our creator in heaven is perfect. And you guys are over here saying, oh, bear jail. Okay. If you have two dogs at a dog park and they attempt start to fighting, do you just let them kill each other? Or do you intervene, Jim Bob? Um, well, the depending question, on how funny it is to watch. The, the the question is, why are they restrained in on a chain and a collar against their wants and desires to roam free? That's the first question. Nathan. I said they're at a dog oh. park. I didn't say they were leashed or they're on a chain or they're on a collar. If they two want dogs start fighting, Jim Bob, do you pull up a chair and grab some popcorn? Or do you try and intervene to stop the loss of life? I don't stop dogs from fighting. You pull up a chair. Uh, I literally couldn't care. I don't care if they do whatever they want to each other. Okay, yeah, because you don't right. care about animals. That's, That's an appeal care. to emotion. It's not an argument. Let's uh, let's you get back. Care. To you just said you don't care. You think it's, it's not an appeal to anything? It's what you well, said. So they, why listen, not save the salmon from the bed? Hold on, hold on, hold on, Posh. They do they want to fight? Because they're doing it after all, right? Are, do they want to fight, Nathan? 
Obviously, if they're getting into a fight, maybe one of them doesn't. Oh, maybe one oh, of no. them is being attacked. I don't know. I oh, mean, it no. depends on the circumstance. Oh, no. So if, if two dogs want to fight, you're going to have to determine their want from their reaction to fighting. And you're going to have to make that point very quickly to, to intervene, buddy. Yeah. Question. Um, are, are we all in agreement, though, that the Bible does begin and that it does end with no killing and no eating flesh? Are we all yes. at least there? Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure. you too, Jim Bob. Yeah. Okay. So I, if we know that that is a perfect picture of how he intended it from the beginning and how it will be restored in the end, I guess my question for you guys is why would you want the middle part where the sin is going on, where things that aren't God's because will that is right? where we are and God has prescribed well, that's things where, for that that's part. where uh, that's where child pornography is that's where all these other sins are too because, but we don't Andy, take in those because we're Andy asked the question as, and no, no, ask no, no, the no. question ask the question again he did uh, no, I said again ask the question well, again why why would you want all that is uh, that we are allowed to use our will for even though it goes against the design why do you want what God doesn't will just because where we're at on the timeline the basis of our argument against you is that what we want is irrelevant. If God says sacrifice a bull, you sacrifice a bull. That's it. When did God tell you to sacrifice a bull, Posh? He said so. He established an entire priesthood to do so. So why did he do that? Did he break his own will? When did God ever tell you to kill an animal, Posh? No, he never said I couldn't. He never said I couldn't. Right. It's not, what, a mo it's not a moral consideration in that regard, no. Right. And you guys haven't established that big And that is the entire topic of this debate. That's the whole debate, right? I, I just, it blows my mind that if you know God has a higher moral standard, why wouldn't you want to live according to that? Why would you look at the lower morals and say, oh, we're here, so I want to be down here. I'll tell you why, Andy. It's a total anti-Christ spirit. That's why. Anti-Christ spirit. <laughs> yeah, they to know what he wants. Who deny the Bible. To know what he wants and to do the exact opposite is anti-Christ. No. Our entire position is there's no prohibition for us to eat animals. You're making that they're, affirmative. And, and, and again, the reason we bring up sacrifices is because at one point he literally commanded you to do so. No, unless it was some evil, you know, priest. We all agree Jesus was the final sacrifice. Uh, according and, to and popular ideology. Okay. okay, and he ate fish. What, like what was your, why did he eat fish then? According to mainstream religion, he did all those things that you said. But that's yes, why yes, I'm you saying. Have special religion. Not, why did no, he eat fish? You're not willing to look at other stories. It's like if something happened between two people, you only want to hear what's popular, what the mainstream churches are hearing. You're not willing to look outside of it. It's just like in the public schools where they teach uh, certain things in science. And you, as a researcher, you know that the school is teaching something that's false. But how, how silly would it be to be unwilling to research anything else and just to stick with what's popular in religion or well, popular in school? Unlike That's the school when, system, no, God when, did establish a church. When people do this with the Bible and what it says, that's what they're doing. It's no different in religion than it is in the public school system. It was written by the victor of religious history who had political things to gain. They had uh, religious agendas at hand. Yes, the Levites. 
Yes, uh, Rome. And, and you guys are unwilling to consider these things because of this pedestal that you've placed the, the Bible on, and you think that there's nothing outside of that or that there's no error in it. Can you read <laughs> the topic of the debate again? But Israel. we're not getting anywhere. Is veganism a biblical duty, right? Because yes. you have a, you you don't have the same idea of what the Bible is. You're willing to throw things out and bring th bring things in. Nathan doesn't even care about the Bible. Uh, he cares about he cares about uh, oh before the fall there no. was no death. After I'm, the I'm after just... the heaven, new heavens and the new earth there will be none of it. So all the the things in between don't matter and can be ignored. So you don't have an idea what the Bible is, and you're trying, and and you even say it's not a duty; it's a preferable thing, that, and you're trying to defend the idea that it is a biblical duty. That is a huge, huge problem. I'm saying That's it's a duty. It's our duty to live in accordance with the highest moral standard of the Creator. You know, whether we want to use the word, is it a biblical duty or not? I'm talking about your creator who originally envisioned you to eat plants and you wanting to say, oh, well, I'm going to look for all kinds of reasons after that design to, to justify why I can still kill and eat animals. Was That's there the sex problem. before the fall? Oh, possible. I, you know, there are all kinds of theories. This is not about sex before the fall. <laughs> I can, you know, I... I've heard and I've entertained a lot of different ideas, but we're, we don't have. I can see that. Yes. This might be an opportunity to jump into the Q&A. If you have any final thoughts, though, gentlemen, I don't want to rush into it. This is such a good conversation. I let it go about 20 minutes or so past, but it was just too hard to stop it because this has been a super high-quality conversation. But like I said, before we go into the Q&A, do you have any last points you want to mention? Yeah, I do have one more. Um, back to the wants. If the they double down on a want or a will for an animal, um, if you say an animal has a will and you can determine that by what they do, then you you have to accept that they can also um, um, consent, right? Because if there is a system to determine a want, you could actually set up a system to uh, understand the communication of that want. If that's the case, if human, if animals have wants and desires, um, there's a lot of uh, consequences to that. One being um, you can't really stop them like in the fight uh, scenario uh, with the dogs, right? Because you'd have to determine that they wanted to fight, right? Or the bear wanted to kill the, the deer. Or, or let's say um, you granted some level of consent to a, a chimpanzee like you know, you'd have to go in and figure out why would it be wrong? Because if it was wrong based on they want something and, and look how they react, we ought, we ought to honor their wants. What if a, what if a, in your view, right? This isn't my view. If your view uh, from your observation, the animal wanted to have sex with a human and the human was like all about it. Those are two wants right there. Right. So Clearly, you're either going to have to accept that scenario based on wants or you're going to have to reject them, which, in fact, you're going to have to reject wants as the basis of morality altogether. So uh, that's a big hurdle you're going to have to, uh, you know, get over. And you didn't really uh, hurdle that with the dog scenario. You couldn't determine whether they wanted to fight or not. Then you said it was ridiculous that I wouldn't intervene with dogs. But if I borrowed your worldview, if they wanted to fight, it would be wrong to intervene because they wanted to do so. 
Uh, I would just say, you know, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Amen. And, and I would just say that if you've never seen any footage of a slaughterhouse or a factory farm, uh, I would uh, look at that and then ask yourself, are these animals consenting to this? And can they consent? Yes or no? Can they consent? Because if you're saying it's wrong because they didn't consent, you're assuming that they can. So can an animal consent? Oh, sure. Sure. Okay. An animal, if you own a pet, you will know when they let you do things versus when they do not. And, and all of this, all of these uh, factory farms, these animals are not consenting. Okay. All so of this, they... all of this flesh that people are eating today is taken from animals who do not consent to being killed. So if they do consent to some behavior that's not the slaughterhouse, is it okay because they consent? Uh, like such as the sexual thing that you were talking about? I don't know. I know the topic of the debate was whether or not it's our moral duty to uh, uh, be vegan or, or eat animals. And mm -hmm. it, it is it is our moral duty to seek after that highest moral standard. Of right. And, and, if, and if the highest moral standard, you're, you're arguing now we ought not do the factory stuff because they didn't consent. I'm asking you what's permissible now that they've consented. They haven't consented. No, what would be permissible if they consent? I guess it depends on what moral standard you've placed yourselves under. Like uh, the yours, modern, like the the. Well, well, no. My according to my moral standard, we shouldn't eat animals at all. We nope. shouldn't harm them or kill them. Andy, he's interrupting your closing statement. I think you should get back to your closing statement, and then I should do mine, and or posh, and vice versa. Is it is it closing statement? I thought it's we were a, still just it's not really officially closing statements. Just any last points you guys want to bring up in the open dialogue? Yeah, I'm, I'm saying based on your model, Andy, if consent is the reason why the animals ought not be slaughtered, then um, if if it if someone did consent to some sort of weird activity, um, you know, I'm asking you where you draw that threshold and why if it if the consent is already there. Right. Saying what's permissible from your view uh, if consent is there and what's not permissible. Well, nothing's permissible because unless it was permissible by the creator, knowing his will. OK. You know, I don't even go there because it's not what he originally imagined. Okay, so the thing is, if you were to stop, if you could stop a bear from eating without getting hurt, uh, from eating uh, a deer, um, wouldn't you be violating their, uh, they, they didn't give consent to do that. So why is that okay now? I guess it'd be like when you're ministering to someone on the street who you see uh, doing something uh, that is unrighteous and you try to show them a better way. It's as simple as that. So you, you think you can teach a bear a better way morally? I know you can because I have seen it done. Uh, and I know you haven't probably spent a lot of time uh, looking into this or researching, but I have seen where animal behavior can change according to human interaction. Yeah, like training them? Sure. Yeah, so the difference would be, can you change a bear's heart? Where they're like, I really am a changed bear, and I really, I really thought about this, and that deer... I'm just going to, I'm a changed man. And they get baptized somewhere, like up, you know, down by the no, river. No, no, the no, no, <laughs> All right, you're making it into a joke, so. It I'm is done. a joke. <laughs> this might be a good opportunity to jump into the Q&A, unless there were any last thoughts. Want to say, folks, if you're watching out there, you've gotten a good sample of the ideas from our guests in this especially good discussion. And I've got to say, if you enjoyed one or several of the speakers 
They're linked in the description box below. What are you waiting for? You can even still hear them talk now during the Q&A by opening up an additional tab and you can put their link in that tab right now and that way you'll remember to check them out right after. And that includes, if you're listening via the podcast, as all of our debates end up on the podcast, folks, usually within about 24 hours of them being live. You can also find our guest links there in the description box for the podcast episode. So check those links out if you want to hear more from Andy, Nathan, Made by Jim Bob, or Posh. With that, we're going to jump into the q and I'm going to try to move fast because we have a pretty good amount of questions. So this one from Upside Down Guy says, open two-part question. Number one, is molesting an animal a bigger sin than killing it? Uh, they don't say who it's for. I guess we'll, yeah. we can do a right down the line. I guess it'd be a matter of opinion, but I know the Bible does depict uh, killing and sexual sins as two of the most immorally impure types of sins. So I don't know. I don't have a, a definite answer for that. I just know they're both very morally wrong. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I don't know how one would qualify uh, molestation, and I think it is a pointless endeavor to try and um, compare the two, because uh, on the one hand, you can say the person, even if it was about humans, uh, the person would still live, but they live with the trauma. Is it better to just end it? And I, I, uh, as an Orthodox Christian, we always say life um, would still give you more time to repent uh, and more time uh, to to start living uh, a Christian life. So, but with animals, I, I don't see it that way. Right, and I don't. I wouldn't see killing an animal um, as immoral to begin with. Sort of begs the question. Whereas, um, what you would deem molestation in the way we kind of generally understand it, right? If we were to kind of be uh, general and what we mean by that, I think that's uh, more so an act against yourself. Um, there's a perversion of of uh, sexuality that's peculiar to the humans that we don't apply to the animals. And whether you're doing it to an animal or another person is still the same act against yourself because it inverts and perverts um, an activity between a man and a woman that's designed uh, for a certain thing uh, under a certain context um, and uh, through a certain lens. You got it. They have, as I mentioned, these follow-up questions. Number two is, is molesting an animal immoral if you eat it right after? According to Jim Bob, it's not immoral to kill him. So, I mean, if you can kill an animal, you can pretty much just do whatever you want to an animal. It's not immoral. How ridiculous is that, dude? Jeez Louise. Well, again, Nathan's expert conclusions that what he finds ridiculous are somehow, qual you know, some sort of uh, validation of an argument. It's not. Um, I just said. Uh, it's an act against yourself is what we're actually looking at here. Now, you didn't establish that killing an animal is immoral, nor did you establish that it's immoral or is a vegan uh, life a moral duty biblically, which is the topic of the debate. So, um, you know, you finding it absurd isn't an argument. That's what vegans always do. It's insane. It's absurd. It's insane. It's absurd. I didn't establish that it's immoral to kill animals. So you're going to argue no, that it is immoral no, to it kill be, animals? No, it could be amoral. It's, it's your job. Amoral. It's your job to affirm and, and argue that it's immoral. Someone could take an amoral approach and go, nah, I just I don't think it's immoral or moral. It's just, you know, it's the way the world works, bro. Let's say they weren't even a theist. You'd still have to convince those people it was immoral. You didn't. You can't because it's 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 incoherent. You don't have a standard. 
Right, and I, I have a feeling that this question will go to factory farming and the types of things people do for reproductive purposes. But even if that is not the case, the whole problem of having some type of sexual interaction with an animal is an abomination before the Lord, uh, has been uh, and continues to be. Uh, the point is, if people are going to say factory farming is the problem, they're not uh, critiquing uh, eating meat, they're critiquing factory farming. So by that logic, if we can eliminate factory farming and your best buds with your cow, uh, okay. now you can you can eat that cow without uh, any problem. And therefore, veganism isn't the problem. The problem is excessive consumption of meat that leads to these conditions. Everything that's wrong with factory farming is also wrong with killing and eating your best friend cow, just so you know. Once again, what is wrong? We don't know. This might be... You don't know. Their third part is, is it okay if I don't kill a cow, but I eat its mountain oysters, or in other words, its testicles? A cow with testicles? I think they meant to we have a transgender cow, goodness gracious. Um, that cow needs to be saved. It needs Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> right. we, we need some type of intervention. Um, but uh, no, the entire point is, should you beat, you know, a, a cow to death with a, with a stick, you know, just until it dies? No, it's the point isn't to torture it. It isn't a point of pleasure. Uh, and indeed, if you engage in torturous behavior for the self of say, uh, self-satisfaction, that is going to be the problem. So if you start eating an animal alive, which a lot of animals do and should go to uh, jail for it, um, <laughs> you, uh, you try to do it in a quick way and to the best of your abilities, end it quickly. It sounds like you know it's wrong. That's why you're trying to justify it by, oh, I do it quickly. If murdering an animal is good, take all year to do it, bud. How do you define murder? No. Uh, you talked about killing a cow by giving it Bill Cosby. Is, ki- is, is killing murder? Is killing murder? And they are the, the same thing. Yeah. Is murder the exact same thing? If you're going to try and say they're not, you're goofy. So, so why don't so why don't bears go to jail? What if I, what if I commit cow slaughter and not cow murder? Jim Bob knows we don't send any animals to prison, right? Murder is a legal term. Killing, yeah, not all kill. Is self-defense and killing someone who's going to kill you murder? Uh, that's thank different. you, thank you, yeah, thank you. So killing isn't murder. You're not killing the animal to eat him in self-defense, Jim Bob. It's ridiculous. So killing, so killing isn't murder. Got to move on to the next one. This one, they say, if I neuter my dog for Bob Barker, can I eat the leftovers? <laughs> That is an epic point. Uh, Are there any you know, serious questions? How well, well, no, no, no. That's, that can be seen Rapid. as a serious question. Should no, you, none of these questions you, are serious. Should, no, no. Should you be allowed to neuter your dog? Uh, In a vegan I, I would say no. I, I don't think people should mess with or, you know, cut off any part of dogs. Right. So uh, maybe someone has a different opinion. It's what violent, about, and violence is the reason God flooded the earth. Posh. Why didn't we no, circumcise no, the animals in the old uh, in the old days? We should, oh, we come, should on. come on! Let's come on! Circumcise the cows, apparently. <laughs> this one from they also said, 
if I eat a cracker and pretend that it is flesh, is this itself immoral? Uh, so that's a critique of the Eucharist, I assume, specifically the Western Rite when they use the wafer-like host. Uh, Christ literally commands uh, he is to eat his body and uh, drink his blood. And at the Last Supper, he institutes how this is to be done with the bread and wine. So, uh, no, it's not the same thing. Uh, also, going back to the dog part, like we culturally have a problem with eating dogs. I don't see a moral problem with it. I, I just wouldn't do it. The same, I would assume, would apply to people in who are vegans. It's not like they would eat any edible vegetable or fruit. It's a thing of preference and of culture. But, I mean, it's not immoral to eat it. I just don't know why you would. <laughs> you got it. This one coming in from... Coffee Mom says, humans are also animals. Heart emoji. Thank you very much, Coffee Mom. Good to see you again. I don't know if any of you had anything on that. Otherwise, I'll go to the next one. Lifted I think it's racist. You got it. <laughs> Lifted and Gifted says, do trees have a quote-unquote will to live? If not, why? The Aristotelian sense of the term will would say yes, because the will is this expression of the nature. So even a tree would have a will. What we're talking about is free will, and the will that Jim Bob and I hold is something that exists only for humanity. Uh, and we would not, even if we said, okay, animals have wills, they have animal wills, they don't have human wills. And to that extent, you could fall back on the Aristotelian definition, but you could not say that animals have the same type of will as humans do because animals are not made in the image of God. You got it. They still have, they have a conscious uh, mind though, uh, different than plants. So uh, another problem I see, just keep separating the, the conscious human mind, the mind of an animal, sentience uh, from plants. That's, that's a big mistake in trying to understand it. Yeah, I think if a tree had legs and it had eyes and could see you coming at it with an axe, the tree would run similar to how the animals do because things want to live. It's a natural order. And things and things and things want, want holy crap, things want to kill too. Therefore want is not a uh, it's not a good enough term to appeal to because things want to do a lot of things. The Speak for yourself, say, Bob. I don't want no, to kill anything. Animals want to kill things. This one Good news, Bob. You're not an animal. This one coming in from. Appreciate it. He is Italian, though. Try Edge Gaming says, You guys need to discuss do animals have a conscience? Not do animals have feelings? Spoiler alert, they don't. Therefore, they were not made in God's image. Therefore, we can eat them. Yeah. Can you check whether it says conscious or conscience? Someone in the chat said it's consciousness. And I don't, I don't know if that was the same person, but they did yeah, specify this is, consciousness. This, this, this is, is definitely double checking it. It was conscience. This is why I asked uh, both of my opponents to to figure out and tell us how they determine the difference between conscious, thoughtful experience in which qualitative analysis is being performed and and the will to want to do something is of, given by a value judgment of reality um, versus strict reactivity. Um, and they failed because you can't, you can't determine, uh, you know, the, the dog's wants from it's just 
reactivity. Um, and, and you can't assume the human uh, concept of, of qualitative analysis, value judgments about the present, past, future, where we ought to go. I really want this for my life kind of kind of scenario. You can't just assume animals have that because you project it into their little glassy eyeballs when they're staring at you, begging for a vegan plate of dip, a, a vegan dip that your dog actually doesn't like. It's not something we imagine or pretend is present in animals. It's something that is clearly and obviously clearly. in them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's begging the question. This one coming in from, do appreciate it. Someone actually responded to them. Liam Henderson in the chat says, Triage Gaming, you're wrong. So this is the person that sent the last super chat about conscience. And they say they, animals, are capable of altruism. I think they're saying that, therefore, they must have a conscience. No, that's a but cool they're trait. also capable of all sorts of things. Like uh, if you look at the way hyenas eat, uh, so they're a, they have a, conscien a conscience to the point that they can do unconscionable things. So then, therefore, we should treat them. We're, we we should be allowed to kill hyenas and uh, presumably eat them because we got a good right. excuse to kill them. Also, altruism assumes that there's a, a universal concept among animals or even a group of animals of the good, right, this concept. So these are transcendentals. These are uh, humans have access to transcendentals. We can debate. We have, uh, you know, communication. We can know God. Um, so, no, whatever you're calling altruism is probably just watching behavior and transposing our value assessment of our behavior. On, and so and going, oh, that looks similar. They must have altruism. No, these are these are metaphysical concepts. These are value judgments about strict physicality in motion. And so we're the ones doing that. We're we're overlaying these concepts uh, onto reality and accessing them and, and debating them. You got it. This one coming in from. Do appreciate it. Nick says research is indicating that a vegan diet is contraindicated. I don't know if I'm saying that word right. Contraindicated for humans. Uh, contraindicated. So it's uh, indicates uh, in the opposite direction. Contraindicated. Thank you very much for that. They say, why would God make us eat a diet that starves us of nutrients, leading to brittle bones, more strokes, and more mental illness? Now that's begging the question, Fauci. You're assuming that a meat-based diet is a healthier diet, but uh, that would contradict the Daniel 1 fast uh, in Scripture where Daniel's men uh, were not eating the king's diet and they were stronger after 10 days than all the uh, This is and one of the things I expected to come it up. Assumes, uh, hold on real quick, Posh, and then you can talk. It assumes that uh, animals are these little nutrient packets that, that we can't get from Earth. And animals just the middlemen a sentient middleman, when you could go straight to the source, what the animals eat. Plants. This one coming in from? Okay. Just Talk a moment to, to address the Daniel thing very quickly. The whole point is that Daniel and his buddies, they were now in Nebuchadnezzar's court because that's what you do. You conquer a, an empire, start bringing in educated people, and Daniel was literate, which was a huge thing back then, into the court of Nebuchadnezzar. And uh, Nebuchadnezzar says that they can eat the meat that I eat. And the meat that he eats is the meat he sacrifices to his deities. The problem is that it is meat sacrificed to idols, which is to say to demons. And this is also something St. Paul touches on a lot. Uh, that is the reason they refuse the meat. And of course, God blesses them because it's a problem to refuse the king's 
uh, offering because you're saying you're too good for what the king is offering. And that is where God blesses them. And in fact, they also change people then to eating a vegetarian uh, vegetable diet because God is providing for the people that there is also all sorts of verses where, where people bless where God blesses people with all sorts of uh, supernatural abilities. This is a proof that these people do not engage in exegesis. They just try to uh, reinforce their own paradigm. You got it. So you guys are convinced that we need dead animals to be our healthiest form. By just I'm looking at YouTube, it's not yeah. a problem. This one from Brian W. says, Posh, I love your accent. What is your derivation? My derivation, uh, I'm not a native English speaker. Uh, so it's just received pronunciation. It's just academic. Uh, that's that's why I sound so fancy because I didn't grow up with a particular accent. So you can just engage it with academically. And with all the languages I've learned, I've always first gone for the pronunciation. Uh, but but that's basically it uh, for people who, who I, I take it as a compliment if people think I'm a native English speaker. You got it. This one from. Upside down guy strikes again, says, do fruit trees or plants have a will to survive? Yeah, we kind of covered that earlier. Yeah, I think it's the natural order of things. They want to live. They don't, things don't want to die that are living. That's nonsensical. It's insane. This one for you, Nathan. Brian W. says, Nathan, yelling at your opposition isn't debating. With that said, the Bible supports both is the correct answer. What do you all think? Support yeah, for my position, you don't you don't really make the judgment on on just your diet because it's not about what goes in; it's what comes out of your body. And um, from that perspective, there's no real um, moral obligation to for to establish bear jails, uh, intervene with uh, nature in its ways, and there's no obligation to not eat meat and uh, and feed and live off the the land uh, that we have, both plant and animal. Right, and if both are accepted, it's not a duty. You got it. This one coming in from. I go back to the last question real quick. I didn't get the answer. Do fruit trees have the will to live? I just wanted to say that that's the difference between uh, killing animals and eating the fruit that God designed. When you go pick an apple off a tree, it stays alive, and there's life still in the fruit, and you eat the fruit, and there's life in that. It gives you life. But in order for uh, to eat the animal, there it requires death. You have to kill it. No, I so, can cut out a section of the hind, the hind part of the of the cow and keep it alive. Are you okay with that? So, is that Ruh, what you Ruh. do? I eat. I do eat. You keep the cow alive. No, no, no. Seriously, do you keep the cow alive and just sliver? That's, that's not listen how disgusting that that's sounds. Not, no, that's, listen how that's not an argument. That's not an argument. I'm using your own logic. And, and transposing it onto eating an animal. You said it, the apple doesn't die, so it's fine. If I kept an animal alive and just slowly you know, cut some my favorite cuts from it, but it kept it alive and gave it all the antibacterial and medicine, and, you know, back to- back You're to actually life. proving my point. I'm saying What's that's point? the point is that you have to kill I didn't kill in order it. to eat animals. What does kill mean? To end the life of, to I, take the I just. Did you not hear what I just said? Okay, I all said right. I let's pretend in your fantasy world that people keep animals alive and sliver flesh off of it. That mm-hmm. piece of flesh is instantly dead the moment you, you sliver it off. 
There's no life in that piece of flesh. So, so now it's not about the life of the animal. It's about the life of the flesh. You're making it into that. So, no. so, okay. So you're the, making the it apple, into that because the apple also no, rots. You, you apple can't just rotting. make up a fantasy world the and apple, then base an argument no, off of that. Your logic is so garbage. The apple rots too. No, See, the apple is based on that can become other trees. I'm, it's just uh, based no, no, on it says the seeds you can also eat. So you can eat the it? seeds. Sure. Yeah. And then you poop them out, and then trees are, can grow. <laughs> it's it's no, a no, very productive design. See, that's the thing. It's very productive, and it's convenient, whereas killing an animal is not convenient. You're left for with the, heaps of death and blood, pools of blood, for and the bear, flesh. For and the you, bear, it's convenient, though. And what well, if, if I just ate exclusively lizard tails? They keep growing. Right, right, <laughs> yeah, just, just lizard tails. I, I don't know. It's... <laughs> Uh, the, uh, the, 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 you guys are willfully ignorant, it seems like. I no, you're making I, stupid arguments, dude. No, I'm not. The tree is alive. You have to kill in order to eat an animal. That was my point. No, you don't. That's, that's I not just, a stupid... No, okay. you just gave Give an example of that, Show Shabob. Me where they gave you. Slice the cow up like a freaking deli slicer. I said it it's possible. Okay, but why you That's not what you do. You guys don't know what internal critiques are. We're no, using your body. Jim, Jim Bob. It's possible, but it's not reality. Nobody does it. I could eat I can you, lizard tails. Way could to hallucinate tails. arguments that don't I could, happen. I could eat lizard tails. And don't, can don't you drink the milk just, of a cow? Can you drink the milk the of a cow? It shows the gravity of these meatheads that they're uh, like, well, what if I just eat lizard tails? Hold on. Reply to Posh. Hold on. Reply to Posh. I think Posh asked a question. A question that ends your entire position. Can you Can you drink the milk of a cow? Uh, baby milk or cow's milk is designed for baby cows. That's not the not question. Human. It's not killing it. Can you? Yes, you can. So you don't need to kill it. Fours and Argument over. On the udder of a cow, but it's not natural. That's, That's not why how milking works. Do it. That's a very performative way of saying the argument you just got. You guys presented is now over. No, just it's a... not. I can I can give you my personal opinion and conviction that. Drinking a cow's milk does not kill the cow, so in a sense, it's not as morally uh, uh, morally incorrect. But killing a cow is probably the most immoral. And then drinking now, here's the thing: it's not a part of design. Like he said, that cow's milk was made for the baby cow, and I can't believe that it, people don't consider that. They think that in this world we were put in that. Uh, we were babies were only meant to be on their mother's milk for a year and then wean them off to be put on a, the milk of another species for the remainder of their life. And somehow that makes more sense. Well, it, saying that doesn't make sense. I think you're you're basically doing a naturalistic fallacy of uh, you're basically every, saying the design right tells us. But but again, I just I just I just pointed out that if you're pointing to design and going, well, this goes against the design. Well, bears are apparently designed to eat meat. Not but originally. You're saying, not originally. Okay. So if everything that we're experiencing now is not based on original design, you can't point to you, anything you point to in the world that we should and shouldn't do is just an arbitrary position. Why not? Because all of why, because why, why can't I say why can't I say hey look I because nothing is by design. Why can't I acknowledge what the creator originally I'm you intended why. I'm and say you why. that I want to live according I'm to telling that. you why it's arbitrary because based on your logic nothing is by design in this fallen world. And chicken lay eggs and not all of them are fertilized so apparently unfertilized eggs. 
Do, do you just crack them and well, you know we'll well, leave them be? I mean, it doesn't kill the chicken. The chicken will produce it, fertilized or you, not. You guys are using a fallen world for all of your arguments, and that's you the are. point. Don't think of the fallen world. Think of the perfect world. That's satanic. Like that. Well, I think yeah, you're, think you're satanic. Perfect, God's will is satanic. No, no, no. no try call, not, especially no. when he commands sacrifice. Wow. But, but no. uh, I think your your interpretation of what the perfect world is is through your fallen mind. Right. So your interpretation. Okay. By all means, eat blood, eat flesh. It's that's not, not a I mean, response. I'm that's not response. here. I'm not trying to convince you that you need to do that. I'm just telling you why it's morally, it's a higher standard than your lower standards. That's all From I'm your fallen logic. Yeah. Fallen? No, 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 no. You're, it's backwards. Your logic is according to the fallen world. Yours, our our logic so you're is not, according to oh, so you, you guys are not fallen. You're not fallen. You should have opened with that. You're Must not, move. No. I hate to do this, but we fallen. just have so many questions. I want to move. Thank you very much for your question. Enslaved by Truth says some animals convert plants into nutrients. Pigs turn all sorts of things into bacon. That is correct. This one also from Enslaved by Truth says salmon choose to die in order to reproduce. Their will. They want it. Gotcha. They're sort of simps then. This one from ATW says vegans let me they're saying this this is what vegans say quote unquote let me rewrite the bible and explain why it agrees with me vegans is this true is that what you say jim bob and posh agreed it starts and ends with no death so we don't need to rewrite anything they are obsessed with violence and cruelty towards animals nathan can i ask you something no, that's, that back and forth is over, Jim Bob. We're in the. It also here. says God established the church, and I'm part of that church, and you're not. So you know you're denying the will of God. This one coming in from. Do appreciate your question, and also wanted. I think this is maybe for. This could be for you, Andy. Let me know though that you guys might see another context that it applies, or it might be for you, Nathan, as well. They say, how does not killing, not also apply to plants i think they're saying because of the idea of the commandment of thou shall not kill i think someone earlier maybe said something to the effect of like exactly like it doesn't say humans in particular like it's just a broad commandment of don't kill i think they're saying so like how does it if it also applies to animals how does it also not apply to plants yeah, this is what's so funny with the meatheads. They have to say that you can't kill animals, but then they ask us why we're okay with killing plants. <laughs> like, well, th yes. This is this is the problem with beet heads. Um, you know, <laughs> you, you dig a carrot or a beet or a or a potato out of the ground. You're literally killing the plant. That you can use the rest for 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 if you let it. Go, also stealing it, stealing it from an animal too, Posh. You're stealing that carrot from an animal. Yes, there's, you're, you're a, there's a very penitent mole. Hmm? You're not ending someone's soul. You're not taking someone? the breath of life from someone. It. Do you know a someone? Do you know a cow? Someone? 
Hey, do cats have names? They have a personal identity. Yes, they are someone. If you okay, okay, if you if you went to a farm and not even interested in like winning the debate or looking into hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me just ask you in natural language: If you went to a farm and pet a cow, another they can't hear. They can't hear your. I'm asking: Would you tell someone? That you that like someone at a, at a coffee shop that you met someone today and would they would you expect them to uh, know that you're talking about an animal like a cow, a someone, a personhood? You're basically saying animals have personhood. Do they animals have, pers- have person- They have personal identity, personalities. And it's not like you've never been around an animal in your life. If do, you don't do think animals- they do. Do animals have personhood? <laughs> Jim Bob, have you ever what, been around an animal? What do you mean by personhood? Do they have human identity? No, they have animal identity. So if you're defining a person as a human, then no, they are not a person. I mean, we can play games like this if you want. Hey, I want to address this person who said Andy is suffering from the vegan diet. Let me tell you something real quick, guys. Absolutely. Uh, About 12 years ago, I was diagnosed with an incurable disease that I've been on pills on forever. And only until I went vegan and got all of that animal DNA out of my body was I able to remove all of those pharmacias from my life. And and I don't even have any symptoms anymore. Guys, there's, there's... the plant-based diet is the way to go. No, no, no. Okay, okay. Gotta, sorry, gotta, sorry, but, but that, that, that is... No, I'm addressing if you, this... If you have a problem, if you have a health problem and a vegan diet is suitable for you, I'm not going to go there and call you a cuck or something. No, but would you like to talk to Tristan Haggard, who had a problem uh, digesting all types of vegetables and had inflammatory okay. reactions to them? And when he switched to fully carnivorous diet, then he, he's, his problems were solved. Is he not a counterexample? Um, well, Hold you it. can look at all of these fad diets and keto and all that crap that make your body operate unnaturally, not according to the way it was designed. You can lose a few pounds and do things... To, uh, but it's not good for your cholesterol. It's not he good. Had no. inflammatory reactions. Meat causes inflammation, not plants. But depending on on the person, uh, humans like, anatomically are all the same. Know, all of us have that. flat teeth. We have long intestines. We don't have claws. Why aren't we all allergic to bees? Like Why aren't we all allergic to bees then? If that's your argument. Why aren't we all allergic to bees? Human anatomy has nothing to do with allergies, Einstein. Yeah, we're, we're not talking about anatomy. We're talking about... That's what I was about, talking about. Well, then you're not talking about the conversation that's happening, which is Poshki the counterexample. You're like, uh, you need B12 now. That's gaslighting. This one yes. from me from. Do appreciate it. Mobash says, stop asking if animals are as conscious as humans. We don't want to grant them the right to vote or to drive cars. They are just sentient enough to be granted the right to live and not be tortured. Why? I don't. (laughs) What's the threshold? Because they, they, why, why not give them enough to uh, hold them responsible for their actions? Like, I, 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 I didn't have the dog. My brother had the dog. I, I, I'm not a fan of dogs. Animals don't have duties, the, right? The, the, the demons, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, that dog had a litter of eight uh, pups and kept abandoning one of them, even though uh, my brother kept moving it back to the pile. The, the dog would consciously. 
make the decision to move seven of them and leave that one out. And it died. This one coming in, so, Tom. Unless anybody else had anything. I, I just wanted to add in to that question is that when we're talking about there, we've heard a lot of why would God make animals just to die for us, et cetera, and be used like this and all the suffering is terrible. Um, well, why would God make uh, a bunch of animals that couldn't fulfill their moral duties, right? Right? Why Why would the duties suddenly disappear, but our application of our moral uh, um, evaluation should be transposed onto animals, but they don't even have the same duties. They don't have any duties, actually. There's no, there's no deontological... They have a bunch of duties. <laughs> they have a lot of duty, but they don't have any uh, duty. They can't reciprocate any of it. So um, they don't care about if you die. They, they, don't care, they don't care at all. This one coming in from, do you appreciate it? Nick says, if Yeshua gave men extension to kill, must all men live in the purest form? If they kill, do they go to hell? That's not for us, I assume, because... I'm oh, I don't, sure. think, I, I don't think anybody goes to hell just for killing an animal, if that's what you think. Why? Well, I don't believe in the concept of hell as it's popularly understood in mainstream Christianity, first of all. But uh, as far as a penalty, I think we'll be judged according to all that we do. Uh, our decisions for killing will be a part of that. So there are repercussions either way. I'm not saying a person's going to be uh, eternally tortured in fire forever. If that's what the person was asking, then no. This one coming in from, do appreciate your question. Mo Bash says, either bears stop or I won't. Either all humans, human rapists stop or I won't. Great logic. Let's take our morals from the jungle. Why don't we? That is basically the vegan position. Ironically. Yes. No, it's not. No, <laughs> not even close. No, because they assumed they assumed animal behavior equal to human behavior. That's not our presupposition. That's yours. Is you there can't... a single vegan who understands the concept of internal critique? No, they don't. They don't. Like, one... If I call you upon your worldview and how it justifies actions and reality within itself, that is, how, how do you think I, I don't adopt your worldview? That's why I mentioned you I'm have. a Christian. I don't, I don't pray towards Mecca. Because that's what Muslims do. That's not what Christians do. So if you I ask them, well, why do you pray towards Mecca? They say, well, why don't you pray towards Mecca? <laughs> this one coming in from, do appreciate it. Upside down guy says, my hamster. Ham Frank is Jewish. Ham Frank is in the attic furiously writing in his diary that Jim Bob is conspiring to kill him for no reason. That Mom, must be a very, very small circumcision knife. <laughs> that's a lot of layers. This one from Trope says, Nathan, can you inform us on what you feed your hostage animal with? Canines are known for wanting and needing to eat meat. Do you abide by its wants? This is Geo's dog food. It is 100% plant-powered because dogs are omnivores, similar to bears, which Jim Bob is obsessed with. That's they why it can't, can't move. The question was for me, Posh, and I'd appreciate it. That's why it's upside it. down. <laughs> Jim Bob, the question was for me. I'd appreciate if you let me finish. So, yeah, dogs can eat dead animals raw, unlike humans, which have they have to cook it. And no, we don't. They don't. That's not true. They don't, 
The question was for me, Jim Bob. You're you lying, could, though. Do we have to mute you? Mm -hmm. Go ahead, yeah, Nathan, you finish, okay. and then we'll go to Jim Bob if he has a response. Yeah, uh, humans uh, are told that they're omnivores, but anyone with two eyeballs can see anatomically we are not analogous to bears and dogs at all. So Why are you discriminating against blind people? I guess the question was for Posh. Take it away, Posh. What percent of the world is vegan? Listen to this peanut gallery over here, Andy. Well, <laughs> you said you said clearly, you said clearly humans aren't supposed to eat meat. They're just supposed to eat plants. But clearly, if I use the same clearly argument, what percent of the world is vegan? So you're going by uh, majority wins or popular no, review wins? It, no, it's not a moral. It's not a moral position. You guys still don't understand internal critique. They're still. trolling, Andy. Don't talk to them. They're trolling. Go this on. One from Pim Uraz says, great debate, good back and forth, comedic gold. Nick says, if the vegan, thanks for your support, Pim, all credit to the speakers who are linked in the description. If you haven't yet clicked on their links, folks, you can find Andy's, Nathan's, made by Jim Bob's and Posh's links below. This one from Nick says, if the vegan diet is starving people of nutrients, could vegans resemble Peter? Should they be allowed to eat meat since they start they are starving nutritionally? It's a myth that people are starving nutritionally. Being yeah, there, there was a year where the only Olympic weightlifter for the United States was a vegan. The world's strongest man with all the world records uh, is a vegan. I highly recommend you check out a movie called Game Changers. The the long distance marathon runner, vegan. The oldest lady to medal in the Olympics for cycling vegan and she says she should have she should have done it sooner so and, they, and we hear that from a lot of people i've been vegan for seven years i know countless people lost 30 pounds their first month going vegan they got rid of all the varicose veins in their legs after 30 days of being vegan um and they were 60 years old and thought they would have this problem the rest of their life so it's actually a very healing diet it's not detrimental to our health but that's another topic for another day you could just eat chips and crisps and be vegan. So it would also you could also eat a lot of rubbish and and be carnivorous. So it's not that there is one vegan diet versus one uh, uh, carnivorous diet. So of course, if people ate all sorts of garbage uh, but were carnivorous, they would have health problems, and they switched to a, a, a vegan diet that was healthier than the previous one they would not have this uh, those problems anymore. But at the same time, I, I don't doubt Andy had a very serious illness and that his switch for, for diet uh, really helped him. I don't doubt that for a moment. But I also gave the counterexample of someone who had problems with uh, plant-based uh, sustenance and switching over to a carnivorous one and uh, getting those results not to mention all the things with brain uh, inflammations that are solved with butter and, and, and all sorts of things so it's not a one-size-fits-all i don't have a problem with if people want to go vegan i don't have a problem with that but this is not the topic of the debate it's not is it acceptable to be a vegan it is, is it a moral duty biblically 
this one coming in from do appreciate your question nick says if the vegan diet is starving people of nutrients could vegans we just that did one. that one thanks for that georgie of porgy says nathan would you stop my cat from killing a bird yeah, if I could, I would try and end violence against other animals whenever possible, just like I would try and stop violence against people whenever possible. Oh, my God. What a noble it. concept. It's this, actually possible to do that right now. Why aren't you doing it, bucko? This one from Oliver B. Perez is for the vegans. If you were in a situation where feral animals attacked and killed a loved one and was coming after you next, would you kill it? while having the means of defending yourself. So imagine you have some sort of firearm that could for sure bring down the animal. Yeah, sure. Well, that's depends, uh, not the same thing as going through a drive-thru and ordering McDonald's from an animal that's been stabbed in the neck. Yeah. Oh, to be honest, there probably isn't any question wasn't for produce. you, Pops. the vegans. Sorry. Go ahead, Andy. But I'm saying it, there's no animals I know. In, in you're McDonald's. talking during our question. I know. We heard you. It's just not your turn to talk. Go ahead, Andy. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I mentioned this a little bit ago, that according to Yeshua, it is perfectly acceptable to kill an animal in self-defense. So why not? I have a question about self-defense. If you're on an island and it's your Christian, in your view, moral duty to not eat animals and you're about to die, do you do you fulfill your moral duty in not killing the animal or do you eat it and justify living and why? It's the go. audience's turn to ask questions, Jim Bob. So if you want to submit a super chat down below and ask us that, go ahead. But other than that, Andy, he's trolling. Let's not talk to them anymore. I know. It's, it's, trolling, dude. it's another unique and Very unlikely emotional. circumstance. It'll never happen in our life. But he, that, those are the questions he loves the most. Here's something Starving that'll never happen. happen. Starvation, doesn't, starvation doesn't happen. In, what are you talking about? No, you Post asked me. If I was stranded on a desert island and all this crap, you think of the most unique and unlikely circumstances to put us in to try and trap us. And I'm just saying that's silly. You need to quit. We can go on with the next question in the chat, though. This one coming in from, do appreciate your question. Coffee Breath says, can I eat jellyfish, which don't have a brain? Bacteria avoid predation by swimming faster. Is this a will? Where is the line between raw machination and a will. Dude wants to First eat we'll go with, can they eat a jellyfish because it has no brain? I've never thought about I, that. I don't know the anatomy of a jellyfish. It's I thought it was an animal. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I thought it was an animal, but if, if that's something I need to look into, I will. Would bugs be okay? Answer. Worms? I don't do bugs either. Worms? Just out of curiosity, I'm not trying to grill you. No, worms? Don't you know, I, don't, I don't eat worms. I know people who eat meat have worms. But, uh, <laughs> All right. No, Fair enough. Good jab. They said bacteria avoid predators by swimming faster. Is this a will? And I think when they see raw, raw machination, I think like machination, not like uh, like scheming, but machination, or I think maybe they mean like machine likeness because mm -hmm. the bacteria propel themselves away is that is that a is that a will that the bacteria has if it's propelling itself away from the uh predators let's go to a more serious question that is a very serious question that's the foundation of your argument dude no because it's not about bacteria yeah it's about why that is what what he is it's, asking he's asking why if it tries to escape 
That will so he versus... wants to live. Mm-hmm. Yep. Silence. So are you you're Andy, equating a bacteria you're taking to... the bait, dude? You're taking the bacterial bait there. Uh, you're not taking the D bait. <laughs> it literally tries to escape, meaning it's alive. It wants to preserve itself. Why did God make bacteria? with a will to for self-preservation. He doesn't address bacteria in the Bible. He addresses animals and humans, so I can speak on their behalf. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. Um, but, but then you would have the same problem. Like, if it doesn't, which one is it? Like with the jellyfish. It, does it have the breath of life? I can't, I don't, I don't know. I need to maybe I need to study the uh, okay. anatomy of a bacteria. But what about a crab? Like I said, it's it's not an animal. What about a crab? A crab is an animal. So it has a will to live, and you ought not kill it because it really wants to live. Sure. What about an oyster? Uh, yeah, I I view oysters the same way. We can get into some gray areas where you can try to trap us, and I might have personal opinions and nothing biblical. We can do that if you want. But uh, I think you have to take each and every case individually when you're starting to get into uh, maybe it's not an animal type crap. Would you, so would technically, you? Technically, we can't get into that because this is the question and answer portion from the audience. We were we we already talked to you guys. When I don't <laughs> know why you're stealing time from the audience, stealing time from super chats. These are important questions. I want to because because Andy, would you agree that it would be it would be interesting to determine where that line becomes less blurry right where oh, you know sure. some people some people use the term sentience right we we always ask well if a like is it a crab is it before the crab and then if if there is an assumption of where that line is what we constantly ask really is is how did you determine the line not what what you think the line is but how did you actually delineate that line of uh smudge reactivity to sort of sentient thoughtful desires of a being or or in your case a being or a or a, an animal, and I don't. I think you admit that it's blurry. You think it's there, but you're not really sure where it is. Um, I, I think that. I mean, it would be neat to know, like, uh, like, because even when you look at plants under microscopes, you see these organisms. But do they have a central nervous system, and are they thinking type of stuff? I don't know. I know what's obvious. What the creator talked about in Genesis one: plants and animals and humans. They're, you know, so. I can't speak on uh, plant cells or bacteria. Sorry if I, I can't appease your your question well, on that. Reason it's a reasonable question. I don't I don't need you to, but it's a, it, I think it's an important question for when we make moral we're, claims we're about. Trying it's, to say it's we're not. not it's yet. not it's important. It's a legitimate question. It's not important. I think it's the root of your entire argument. Of well, it's not an animal. Yeah, and determining what is an animal and what's not is the blurry part. So it's essential to your argument. I think you're the only one confused on what's an animal here, Jim Bob. You guys think plants are animals. So <laughs> are oysters. Okay, are oysters animals? All right, next question, James. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm sure it'll come back up, Posh, because it's an interesting... Uh, I, I get it. I'm interested in like where the lines are drawn. Kingdom of Contact says, All of Scripture has to be rewritten for veganism to be biblical, from Genesis to Ezekiel's Millennial Temple. Animals are used for covenant meals prepared to the Almighty by his priests. 
Well, this guy also teaches that Jesus is now killing animals in heaven, either, I don't know, to atone for your sins or because he's a glorified chef. So uh, he takes the context out of context the worst more than anybody I've seen. So it's hard to take any of his questions seriously. You can't really get past square one. Um, so I don't know. I don't, ha I don't have an answer. I don't care to answer that. This one from Enslaved by Truth says 613 commandments by God in the Old Testament, but nothing on veganism? Those are some hard-working, uh, corrupt Levites. Do not kill. I mean, did you guys forget kill, the whole debate? Kill what? Kill what? A tree? Uh, according to you, you want to Bill Cosby a cow? No, you said don't kill. So why not a tree? Why not a broccoli? You know, why not? Ki why kill that? It's life, right? So you haven't established what it actually means to kill, right? Or not to kill something? Do you kill a plant when you harvest it and there's no more roots? Yes. There's thou shall not kill broadly, undefined, right? Wait, wait moving, on. moving on. This one from <laughs> Tristan Haggard. Thanks for your question. Says, is Andy a Hebrew roots guy? What tradition is he coming from? So I was raised in a Christian home. I've been a part of the Hebrew roots community for a few years. I came out of that just because the theology was so messed up. And um, so I, I definitely, that's, that's what my book is directed towards. The Hebrew roots community, they think, uh, God, that you have to, kill a lamb on Passover to be saved, to be in covenant with him. So, uh, yeah, Hebrew Roots is kind of a sore spot with me just because you are dealing with so many hard-headed people who subscribe more to popular ideology. And that's where people get a lot of the uh, the, the context, a lot of the bad context. They start eisegeting animal sacrifice into uh, Genesis chapter 1 because they use the law of Moses to say that that's how you have to interpret Genesis chapter one. Uh, so I won't even get into it, but yes, for a few years, it was a part of me or I, w I was into it, but um, I don't really lean more towards Hebrew roots uh, or Christian one way or another, but I'm, I'm definitely a believer in Yeshua and uh, that uh, our creator designed us to eat plants. You got it. This one coming in from, do appreciate it. Theo Megawerty says, question, and this is serious. They say to the vegans, can you read on air and respond to 1 Timothy 4, 1 through 5? Yeah, 1 Timothy 4 is about uh, people being commanded not to marry and to abstain from certain foods. The word there might be translated meats, but it actually means food or substances that are eaten did you so, read that like like meat i'll read it for you they say now the spirit expressly says this is in the esv by the way now the spirit expressly says that in later times some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons through the insincerity of liars whose consciences consciences are seared who forbid marriage and require abstinence from foods that God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is made holy by the word of God in prayer. Yeah, the problem is that people read that and they think animals are food, so when they walk into that text, they're thinking of animals when it just talks about food. Are animals it, it, food? Can animals no, they're food? not. 
No, so can, you, humans have made food. them into food. I, so I can eat an animal and, as food, but it's not food? You have made it into food. Your creator so it's food. animals so it's food. food. So it is food. You could eat a sock, Jim Bob. That doesn't mean a sock is food. Actually, you no. should. No, Put a sock it wouldn't. In it. Put a no, sock no. In it. no, it, it for you, it Jim Bob. It wouldn't it nourish It wasn't for you. It wasn't for you to talk. Well, putting food. a sock in it is about not eating it, but having it stay there and having problems talking. Thanks. So you contradicted yourself. Thanks. I was very confused about that. It's a definition it's a of food. Problem. What's a definition of You're confused of food? about a lot of things. Uh, this one question. coming in. This one coming in from Theo Megawardy strikes again. Says God gave us rules about eating animals as well as permissions to eat animals in the Scripture directly. Therefore, the vegans' opinions are irrelevant. Allowed to is not a requirement. Doesn't mean that it's optimal either. So you might want to do a little research okay. into that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Owned. Uh, you just again, got owned. Again, we're we're allowed to. Uh, polygamy was not against the law. We're allowed to have multiple. Yes, it laws. is. We we are. Oh, was it? Because there Leviticus wasn't a law says you shall not you shall not marry okay, uh, I can, women sister to sister. I, I can use uh, I can use other examples, but. Uh, there are plenty of things like slavery, like Nathan was talking about in the, in the beginning, where they there were allowed to do things that was never God's will. It was not according to design. And that's why, you know, uh, Yeshua, he came correcting people. He said, yeah, you're allowed to get divorced, things like that. But according to creation, the, the Messiah always pointed back to creation. And he even did that when he was talking about flesh eating. He pointed to creation. To, to show his uh, viewers, his hearers, that what, what the diet was supposed to be. This one coming in from, do appreciate it. The Omega Wordy strikes again, says, read Romans 14. They also say, Chow Yun Cat actually says, everything that lives and moves about will be food for you. Just as I gave you the green plants, I now give you everything. Genesis 9.3. Yeah, but that's yes. based on the definition of food, which is eating stuff for nutrients. Yeah, enjoy your snakes and spiders, bro. Since I'll eat them. Can, whoever keeps sure. using, I, I got, I want to say something. Whoever keeps using Genesis nine three, can you just go ahead and read the next verse uh, that says, "Don't eat the flesh or the blood," and then keep reading because God makes a covenant with all the animals. That's huge, guys. A covenant with the animals. What do you think the covenant was just to eat them? Here, I'm making a covenant with you so that you can be eaten by the humans. It just doesn't make sense. This one coming in from, do appreciate your question. Enslaved by truth. We got that one. The 40-year-old vegan says all should, for all, should the U.S. Constitution include religion? I don't know what they mean what? by that. I'm pretty sure it already does. But... Yeah. Isn't that the First Amendment, freedom of religion? I think technically, strictly speaking, the amendments are distinct from the Constitution. So I don't know exactly what they mean by it. Um, <laughs> let me know in the chat. I mean, I, I don't mean to. I, I could be wrong about that, Nathan. So maybe that's what they were saying. But Theo Megawardy says, I could do this entire debate with only Scripture. Then says, I haven't heard a cogent statement since I joined. Oh, my gosh. They're really hammering you. Uh, they, I think they're talking to you. They, because they were targeting you earlier, Nathan and Andy, they're targeting you here. We didn't make any cogent statements yet. We got our uh, opposition to agree. The Bible starts and ends vegan. So obviously that was coherent enough for them to agree upon. <laughs> also starts and ends without sex. 
Yup. Whoops. Whoopsie. Enslaved by truth. That doesn't prove anything. It just. Whoopsie. Enslaved by truth says. <laughs> if you had anything, Andy, I'll give you a chance. Otherwise, uh, it's not worth it. You got it. Only a few more questions. We're getting close to the end. These enslaved by truth, and this might go back to the interesting question that Posh had. Of technically, it's not the exact same thing, but it's in the ballpark of where where we draw the line. Posh's question being on oysters. This one says, "Eating apples stops trees from reproduction." Well, the guy who stabs cows in neck pretends he cares about trees, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> that fake laugh. <laughs> That's not a real joke. <laughs> that is actually funny. The uh, guy is pretending to care about trees, yet he has a position that we should stab animals in the neck. How no, 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 that? no. That was not a real laugh. <laughs> but, but to be honest, only with a vegan diet can you have that poor of a fake laugh. So I'll give you that as a necessary prerequisite. That's the Omega word. He says, I haven't. Oh, we got that one. They said, I dedicate this debate to my next delicious take. And then says, or enslaved by truth says, laughing my butt off. Yeah, vegan Moby looks great. What's Moby? Moby's an artist. Moby. Uh, Debatable, but maybe he means steak as in S-T-A-K-E. So he's eating a tree, a pointy tree. American musician. Andy, you look like a famous, popular musician. I used to listen to Moby a lot. I, I loved him. I never knew he was vegan. I even had his animal rights album when I was young. I just never cared about veganism. So oh. I was quite surprised to learn a few years ago <laughs> that one of my uh, favorite artists as a teenager was vegan. It's really cool. Okay. This one from Zen Shapiro says... The vegans keep appealing to Eden because it was perfect. However, Adam and Eve were naked before the fall. Should we replicate that as well, veggie boys? Uh, don't worry. We mentioned heaven as well, which is where we're all going, and there will be no T-bone steaks or hamburgers or hot dogs in heaven. Agreed. There will be no death. Yeah. So no answer? That was an answer. Should we so go should we be naked? naked? That's the question. Should we go around naked? Because, because you beginning. didn't like the answer, Jim Bob? Doesn't mean that it's your turn to ask a question. Okay. Excuse it's a question and answer portion from the audience. Next question. No answer. Dude, what about the failure? Disrespecting the audience. I, Fail. I, I got a kick out of let's see. The oysters question though. I do wanna I do wanna press you, Nathan. If you have any other thoughts for Zen's question, comment before we go to the oyster, because I just out of curiosity, I'm not trying to take a side, but because I it's not like it. I just want to hear what your guys' thoughts are on some of those gray areas. Like uh, shrimp might be another one, uh, but shrimp are like roaches of the ocean. Oysters are the filters of the ocean. If you put twenty oysters in a fish tank of dirty water, you're going to have clean water the next day. Now, you want to argue we should consume all that? It's a literal po pollution collector for the ocean. And people are like, "Oh, let's eat it. It's fancy." No, it's. But you got to understand in the end times, good will be treated as bad and bad will be treated as good. So being a good steward of animals, according to Posh and according to Jim Bob, with their antichrist spirit, say, stab the animal in the neck. That's being a good steward. Go back and watch the debate. They said that, guys. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this In terms of Zen's comment, though, or question... Is should we replicate this? Are you a new? I wouldn't be surprised, Nathan. Are you a nudist? Like, what are your thoughts on this? 
namely that prior to the fall, Adam and Eve were naked. What are your thoughts? I like, you know, to be consistent. Is it, uh, I think they're saying like, Hey, to be consistent. What do you think about that? Like, what's your justification for distinguishing why we draw the line on this case? Is there a good reason for why this is a, where we would not go naked? You know, I haven't thought about that. Gotcha. This one from Theo Megawardy says, the vegans haven't made one scriptural point to quote unquote. Yes. They're coming. He's coming at you. This is Theo. Theo's got, he's got an appetite. Go ahead. What have you got? Sounds like a bloodthirsty appetite. Enslaved by truth. Let's see. Let's see. Enslaved by truth is apparently not a fan of Jim Bob. Something about, let's see. He says, I will I'll let you guys sort that out. Georgia, Georgie of Porgy says, Nathan, will you stop a gecko from eating a cricket? If I could try and stop violence against animals, I would, ladies and gentlemen, just like if I saw violence happening against a human, I would also try and step in and end that. I mean, I don't understand what is so difficult about this. But you would you stop ducks from reproducing because they do it rather violently? <sighs> Next question, James. Duck lives, yeah. This one from Coffee Breath. Can I eat an urchin, like a, a, sea, a sea cucumber, a sponge, or a starfish? These are all animals with no brain, all more complex than a mosquito. Can I kill a mosquito? And I guess you have to decide for yourself. There's a, a lot of gray areas. If, if I don't know, you could look at it. And uh, killing a mosquito is self-defense because of what might be contained in their blood. And I, you could easily justify that. But uh, when it comes to eating certain things, uh, I would pretty much just stay away from whatever you can, whatever you can, unless you know it's a plant that was meant to be consumed. That's the best advice I can give. You got it. This one from Enslaved by Truth. Oh, okay. They were just teasing before. So they, okay. I just, in case there was like some sort of... Uh conflict i didn't want to bring it in here but they were the one that earlier i said enslaved by truth is apparently not a fan of jim bob because they said jim bob's mods timeout paid members is this some sort of meme or joke they say they say that's yeah okay they say actually i'm a huge fan of jim bob okay i just didn't want to in case there was a fan he's a fan but he doesn't like me that much but he's a fan but uh my mods are very uh they're like they're you know you know ravenous uh, watchdogs (laughs) That's excellent. They also said Jim Bob's mods ban Jim Bob supporters. Juicy. Well, right. Nick says short colon, long, small intestines, bile, protein enzymes, strong jaw, teeth capable of masticating raw meat, no fiber digestion in the appendix, stomach acid, 1.5 pH. What anatomy makes us vegan again? Well, you have flat teeth, uh, not canines like a lion or a bear. I'm sure. You have uh, fingernails. You don't have claws. Uh, real carnivores consume the animal sometimes while it's alive, raw, from the tongue to the anus. And until I see Jim Bob out in nature doing that, I've I've eaten, I've, I've eaten a, of animals' uh, full intestines all the way to the, the anus in an in a Asian soup. That's wonderful, Jim Bob. So don't spew lies about me. Why are you so racist against Asians? Still alive with your teeth and your hands? I would eat an animal alive if I had to. 
Wait, but but to be honest, to, there, there's no to, alternative but, but to killing an animal. It's not preferred. That's when how it's real alive. carnivores do it. That's the good thing. We don't have to, but yeah. some people still choose to. Have to have to for what, Andy? We don't have to eat animals to survive. You don't have to eat anything. You can just die. How, people, why do you have to survive? People only eat animals because it's convenient. It's a part of their religious paradigm. Uh, it's what they've always known. But you know, what, the average you person to... doesn't eat flesh because you don't. You they don't need have to survive. You don't have to eat starving. Flesh. Yeah, but you don't have to do a lot of things. You don't have to be alive. So I don't, I don't see how that's an argument. You don't have to. This one coming in from, do appreciate it. Samaria Cheers. Anna says, Andy slash Nathan, how did you get into serious debate platform without understanding the concept of an internal critique? I snuck in uh, with a fake ID. Juicy. This one from Adult Small Bear says, slavery is okay as long as it's a dumb dog not a person. I, I don't look at uh, Geo as a slave. I look at him as a companion, a companion that could go out in nature and get hit by cars or possibly starve to death. Trust me, I think he has a much better life with me being my companion or even my slave than he would out there in Houston, Texas, where I found him. All right, Andrew Tate. Yay. That guy's this loser. one. The 40-year-old vegan clarified regarding the question of whether or not religion should be in the Constitution. They say, I know it is already, but where does the Bible stand on it or God? I don't think the, 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 the American Constitution is based on the Bible. You got it. And this one coming in from Enslaved by Truth says, I really like Jim Bob. Jim Bob should relate to his fans. <laughs> Why don't you guys get a room? Jealous. Juicy. This one, let's see. Oh, I think there was one more other one that came in earlier. This one was from Eric. Thanks for your question. Says, ask made by Jim Bob, quote unquote, how we know that he has feelings. And I think he's saying like, hey, at the very start of the debate, there was discussion over animals, whether or not they had feelings or a will or desires. Uh, I would just communicate what we know the universal category of a feeling is. And then inside that category, I would select a particular like angry, mad or frustrated um, or embarrassed for my opponents. And I would convey that through language using the laws of logic, perhaps a mathematical equation, if someone could uncover the meaning or draw a picture. And so I have a variety of ways I can convey what a feeling is that I have a feeling. And I assume other people have feelings too, such that they can actually isolate what I meant uh, uh, through the identity over time. Thank you. But being embarrassed, Jim Bob, is just a reaction to losing the debate, Jim Bob. We're just reacting. You can't. You didn't no. actually. Prove. Well, thank you for you telling prove. us how that feels. But feelings, Jim Bob. Uh, it's a reaction. Thank. Thank you for right. understanding the the question that's posed <laughs> to you that you didn't answer. But also, uh, we would say, as humans, we know what a human mind is like. We don't know what a dog like, uh, dog mind is like. Mm -hmm. That is going to be a category difference there. That is why we don't make claims on, on dogs having the same attributes as humans, but, you know, they have different bodies. No, we would say they have completely different minds, and we have no scriptural basis for thinking otherwise. You got it. This one coming in from, do appreciate it. Or did I just see this? The Theo Megawardy strikes again, says, the vegan's position was that we have a biblical duty to not eat meat. 
Then they said in response to me that we are allowed to eat it. Thank you for debunking yourselves. Yeah, allowed to? Uh, sure. Yeah, I'll agree. You you are allowed to do a lot of things. Our argument, ladies and gentlemen, maybe we have the wrong title for the debate, is that it is morally superior. It is more in line with the creator's intention and will for our lives to not stab animals in the neck. He wants us to be good stewards. Now, if I gave my child to my brother-in-law to watch or babysit for the weekend, and he said, I stabbed him in the neck because I was being a good steward. That's what Jim Bob and Posh think is being a good steward. That would be ridiculous. But you do it with animals and people are like, oh, bravo. That's so smart. Yes, we have an obligation to stab animals in the neck. Brilliant. Good, good exactly. Steward. We don't do it with humans. We do it with animals. No, right. that, Thank no, you. Let me stop you there. Uh, some people do do it with humans, too, yeah. just by the way. Here's yes, the thing. People, wrong. you do it with some animals, but not others. People know that it's immoral and inhumane when it comes to like dogs and cats. But when they do it to animals that they consider food, that's not true. It's perfectly acceptable. That's, that's not true. The Koreans would have a word with you. Yeah, These guys don't. don't even think it's wrong to molest an animal. guys. No, that's no internal what? critique. Internal critique. This one coming in from broken record. It. Broken record. This one is, you guys certainly have chemistry. This one coming in from PK says, Andy, what is the population of vegans? Nathan, can you please stop pissing and complaining and relax? Might help your position a little. Thank you. I am relaxed. This is me very relaxed. Coffee is vegan, I suppose. So is Matt. Adderall. Will you say it, not I? Okay, we'll give you a chance to... Georgie of Pedagogy says, Hey, Nathan, would you stop a mama bird from feeding its birdlings live worms? No, no, I wouldn't do that. Juicy. This one from Adult Small Bear says, Doogie, doggy slaves, doggy slaves... Film them for money. He he is he has a very eccentric sense of humor, so it's <laughs> probably a reference we're all missing. You got it. And then Jan, thanks for your question, says, Have you or do you consume yeast as the Bible gives more prohibitions and more explicit ones on that? Or do you choose what to follow? High and thanks. Uh, well, the Bible talks about how Christians are on a narrowing path. A lot of people misconstrue it or, or say that it's a narrow path. It's actually a narrowing path. So the day you become a Christian, you don't know everything about being a Christian. You have to learn it. So the path is narrowing. It becomes wide is the way that leads to destruction, like Babylon and everything they're doing, killing animals. Uh, and narrow is the way that leads to heaven. You got it. This one from... Damascene the Mover says, Andy would make a great Orthodox monk. Monks have vegetarian diets, not out of compassion for animals, but rather for self-denial, desiring to emulate the Edenic state. Orthodoxy affirms a hierarchy. Well, maybe not Orthodox. I'm anything but Orthodox. But Okay, I'll go with it. Uh, just to be clear, Orthodox monastics are not allowed to eat meat, but they do eat dairy. So the person did say vegetarian. But they also eat fish, so uh, this that's not exactly how it works. But the reason, again, is self-denial. 
And like a lot of things that are mentioned in the Bible, um, it has historical context. So the reason they don't eat meat is because meat is a luxury, historically speaking. Um, fish is poor people food. Uh, that's why you are denying luxury. That is part of discipline. Uh, and in English, you have a, a pretty interesting etymological uh, vestige of this, where a, a lot of your name for the animal is not French, but the meat of the animal is French, like with pig and pork and cow and beef. Uh, because the French, after the Norman invasion, the aristocracy was French um, and spoke French, at least if you want to go with the whole, oh no, the Nordic, etc. But at the same, but they did speak French, and that is a vestige of that time. Uh, but it's about luxury, not about, oh, it's bad to eat animals, because then you wouldn't be allowed to eat fish, like Jesus did. You got it. This one coming in from, do appreciate it. Theo Megawardy says, I won this debate. Best $32 I've spent in a while. Thanks to that. And Mo Bash says, since meat eaters keep asking about the quote-unquote threshold, why is it wrong to torture animals to death if it's okay to kill them? It is because torturing is just superfluous, uh, and we believe it, it is demonic to engage things uh, such as that. There is no point to it. Uh, uh, other than just causing suffering. If you kill for food, that's completely different from uh, torturing to death because uh, there is no point to it. Right, and I would actually add to that that um, as a human being, you would be someplace uh, in spirit, right, and with intent to do that, right? It wouldn't be like I'm, I'm hunting and uh, you have compassion for life and you, and you take it. Um, and it feeds your family and such. This is not like uh, a vicious, like looking at the animal with hatred, right? You're not, it's not a hatred of creation or anything like that. Whereas a torture uh, essentially would be an act against yourself first, right? You would be already acting against yourself before you, you uh, enact something. It's from a spiritual, that it's right. a spiritual, not a legal problem. Right, right. You got it. Trope says Nathan stated his dog is an omnivore. Why does he only feed it plants as if it were a herbivore? Is he denying an animal's wants and needs? Omnivore means it can eat dead animals, does not mean it is required to eat animals. That would be a carnivore. So if I had something like a lion in my garage and I only fed him plants, you could argue yes. That goes against his will or, or actually what he's designed to eat. But sorry, bud, not the same as a dog. Mo Bash says, to the meat eaters in the debate picking on Andy, they don't exactly look like, like they, uh, they, they they lift much. That's Did you guys, I don't remember you guys ever making fun of Andy. Yeah, they made fun of him and they made fun of me. I heard it. Wait, I don't remember that. I, I remember you calling people... It was a super chat, but we didn't. I remember you calling people meatheads, Nathan, but I don't remember them making fun of Andy. Yeah, meathead has nothing to do with someone's appearance. It's more like their philosophy of being okay with eating and killing and being violent towards sentient, defenseless, innocent animals. You mean a coherent philosophy? Juicy. I thought... I, I'm sorry, I have to go to the bathroom quickly. I'll be right back. No problem. Up, this one from Enslaved by Truth says, Jim Bob's mods, timeout paid members, weak in all caps. I already sorted it out. 
You got it. And then I think there was maybe one more. We got Jans. I think we're actually all caught up. Let me check this list over here. Want to say, folks, let me give a hard, if you have not already opened up a new tab, let me give a hard plug for our guests. Seriously, we really do appreciate them. They all have their own links in the description box. And certainly you've enjoyed this because for real, I can tell the engagement tonight. Thanks for all of your likes. Appreciate that. I can see so many people are watching right now. You guys must have enjoyed it. So it's certainly because of the debaters. So click on at least your favorite debater. Click on their link, check out their stuff. But I encourage you to check out more than one. And even, I know this sounds crazy out there, folks, because I know that sometimes it gets fiery. But even consider checking out the debaters that you disagreed with in addition. Because, hey, I mean, you at least get to hear the other side. That's important. Being able to give a charitable, strong representation by truly understanding the other side, that's important in terms of intellectual growth and maturity. So highly encourage you to do that. That includes at the podcast, as I mentioned. Any last points, though, from you guys before we do wrap up? Uh, much respect to the opposing side. Uh, you guys did uh, you know, a great job defending your stance. And Andy, I think you did a great job, too, as well. And congratulations on 100,000 subs, James. Thanks. Uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, thanks for the debate. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, uh, Nathan. Um, and uh, always good to see you, Nathan, over uh, on my channel in the chat and stuff. Um, yeah, I, I would just add, especially to Andy, um, to explore uh, or maybe maybe rewatch because this comes up more and more in these vegan debates. The distinction of how do you determine reactivity to thought thoughtful, mindful experiences with animals, but that also assumes we've established where animals start and and end, which you've you've. Uh, conceded that that can be blurry too. And I think that's a, it is an essential part of arguing not eating animals because you have to determine what an animal is. And then you have to determine um, what is it about an animal that's similar or, or like a human that we, we honor it the same way. And so um, that's an invitation. You got it. And with that, last housekeeping stuff, like I said, guests are linked in the description. If you haven't yet, hit that subscribe button. As you can see at the bottom right, we're excited for this upcoming debate. Daniel Hikikitu and Mike Jones from Inspiring Philosophy will collide. You don't want to miss debates like those, so do hit that subscribe button. And with that, one last thank you. It's been a true pleasure. Andy, Nathan, made by Jim Bob and Posh, thanks for being with us tonight. I'll be back in a moment, folks, so stick around for that post-credit scene, and I'll let you know about other upcoming debates. Be back in just a second. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.